This is why we have the best times in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 202nd episode of Talk Direction. It has been a whirlwind of a past couple of days. I was going to say a week, but it hasn't been a week. Um, <laughs> Which is we're shocking. coming up on a week. I know. Um, but yeah, Harry's album, Fine Line, came out uh, last Friday. And we have been listening to it tirelessly and basking in it. And uh, I speak for both of us, but Lucci and I haven't really talked that much at all about our thoughts on the album. Mm -mm. So uh, we're going to talk about them today. And this is going to be my first time hearing what Lucia thinks and her first time hearing what I think. That's true. Um, Yeah, yeah, because I I shared some of my thoughts. So when I listened to the album, I... I did some Instagram stories on our account. Um, so some of the listeners know how I feel, but you didn't watch those because you weren't. No, you were avoiding spoilers, so you actually. And I saw, know. I saw that you did like um, teaching people how to play the guitar for some of the songs or something, and I, did. I needed you to save those. I don't know where those are, but I would like to watch them now. So I hope you can send them to me. I did save the story because I thought you probably would want to see it. So okay, guys, I'll send Thank it to you. you. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to discuss it just like to the f- like to the to the listeners and like amongst our little podcast listener groupage, yeah. but also because I want to talk to Lucia about it. So <laughs> very excited. Wait, how did you see I was doing guitar stuff if you weren't watching? Because um, I saw that you had put stories up like when I was on Instagram. Oh, and then you should watch it. Yeah, I didn't watch them, but I flicked through some of them without I the sound see. on. So. I see exactly um i'm still sick so my voice still sounds a little bit whatever but it's now in like this deep like sexy sort of tone so i'm okay with it (laughs) the problem is like i'm having now like coughing attacks like today i was in a meeting at the company i work for and like the vice president and president were leading the meeting we're like in this big conference room and i'm like having coughing fits and i had to leave the room twice it was so embarrassing oh no so i'm sorry that that's on this episode but I'm gonna try to edit things out as best as I can um but I also wanted to say because this is an album release episode we may get new listeners or listeners who have you know just popped in for the album release so welcome anyone who's new um we are the One Direction Harry Styles podcast I mean we pretty much talk about all the solo boy stuff happening um but we uh, have definitely like leaned more towards Harry stuff but mm-hmm. you know as Niall's doing his solo stuff and Louie and everything we've been talking a lot about that as well um, it's really just like whoever's doing solo stuff at the moment yeah. Um, so yeah welcome and we've got over 200 episodes now to go back and listen to so that's yes. very exciting um, we also wanted to let everyone know that we have a Patreon uh, patreon.com slash talk direction that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash talk direction 
where we put up a whole bunch of bonus episodes and bonus like content. So our most popular thing over there is our Talk Direction down low, which is our little like half hour mini episodes that we do every time we record. Um, So if you like the podcast and want more of it, every week we post a half hour mini episode on Talk Direction down low on our Patreon. And it's just kind of a space for us to be a little bit more casual. Um, We have a closer group, like knit group of listeners over there. Um, This like last episode was about our Christmas plans and a whole bunch of like One Direction thought questions. And this episode is going to be, we're playing like One Direction Christmas games. We do a game called 1D As, which if you're a longtime listener, you have played many times with us. Uh, we do a Christmas One Direction Mad Libs, which was really funny. And we play 1D Would You Rather and a whole bunch of other Christmassy One Direction themed things. Um, so if you're interested in that, definitely go check it out. We were laughing a lot. Um, we had a really good time so Mm -hmm. and plus I mean if you want to support the show that's how we get to go to like concerts and stuff um, because we use the money that we earn there to like go to concerts and then um, see each other and hang out and hang out with other uh, podcast listeners and it's a good time so patreon.com slash talk direction we don't get paid everyone to do this podcast aside from our patreon (laughs) no we don't and it takes many 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 hours every week (laughs) yes (laughs) the labor of love it really is it really really is um but it's definitely going to pay off when lucia comes to new york city and sees harry with me at madison square garden so yes so excited that is what you're funding (laughs) so (laughs) you know if you if you got some money to drop we'd always love it Mm -hmm. um but yeah we're pretty much just gonna get into the album what we plan on doing is talking about sort of our general sum up feelings about the album and then also go song by song um and like break them down but of course we're gonna be doing song discussions over the next year all and going in detail about each song on Harry's album, doing in-depth discussions. Um, but right now, it's just kind of an overview overview of the album in its entirety and our sort of first impressions. So I am very excited to get to that. Me too. I think, I think it took us um, like two years to get through HS1. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. Also, I it refuse really to call it hs it's hs1 yeah in my I call mind just one it's too confusing yeah. to be like a to be like on harry styles what no no hs1 because i've seen a lot of Even people like now HS1, just calling HS2. it yeah well i've seen a lot of people now just referring to it as hs no i'm not there yet confusing <laughs> to me um no yeah but this is exciting for me because uh, when Harry put out his first album, I wasn't on the podcast yet. Um, it was mm-hmm. Caitlin and Kara. Um, and so I haven't done a Harry album release episode with you before. Yee. Uh, we've done, exciting. we've done like, um, Zane's album. I wasn't on when Niall's uh-huh. album came out. No. So I guess it's only been Zane's album. That's the only one I've done with you. Yeah. Huh. Wow. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, so this is exciting. Well, mm-hmm. welcome to your first Terry album release. Thank you. Hopefully one of many. <laughs> yes. <coughs> um, so I will start us off saying Harry's second studio album was released on December 13th 
Um, we've been waiting for this for so long. We've been speculating and anticipating, and now it is finally here. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said before, we're going to go into sort of general impressions, but also song by song, all that good stuff. And I'm just really, in general, excited to sort of be in this album for the next like era and for the next time. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to get it. We're going to see it in all this glory on tour next year but we're also going to be dissecting every song and it's just really nice to have some new content to sort of dig into and uh, dissect and explore and dance to and cry to and all that good stuff attach our emotions to um so yeah i just i'm really excited about it mm-hmm. um so harry tweeted uh, fine line available everywhere at midnight and he attached a photo of him sitting in a kind of looks like a living room but also recording studio um he also tweeted fine line uh, the album out now in his classic like all bold choppy sentences sort of style he did last era and there's a picture of him like sleeping on a bed or lying down on a bed maybe he's listening to falling mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then today he tweeted Thank you to everyone listening to Fine Line. I hope you're enjoying it as much as I enjoyed making it. Love you all. H. Fine Line out now. See, he capitalized Fine Line there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is it all capitals? It's, I don't know. And like all the on all the titles on the album are capital too, at least yeah. on the um, vinyl. I feel like he's taken a lot of inspiration from Zane this time around. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> so... Um, sadly, none of the other boys tweeted about the album release mm-hmm. that I saw. Did you see anything? I didn't. I mean, Harry's never tweeted about their album, so that's true. I feel like that's a, that's. The I only feel reason. like he tweeted about one person's maybe once. Mm. I don't remember though. I, don't know. I, I was looking back at the last album release, and it, I don't think any of the boys <laughs> tweeted about him then either. Yeah, but. I don't think any of them interact, like try to interact with him on like in public yeah like i I haven't seen that in a i think since one direction days yeah um but hopefully they all congratulated him via their um group (laughs) chat that we pretend they all have yeah (laughs) um so harry's album has 12 songs all of which he wrote on and he wrote with his um close-knit songwriting group a lot of people on in the group were uh on his last album as well he Mm -hmm. seems to be quite good friends with a lot of them and like Mm -hmm. knows their families and has like lived at their houses Mm -hmm. um and of course we know mitch roland who's harry's guitarist um he also wrote wrote on a bunch of songs and as he did on the last album as well Mm -hmm. so it's sort of a similar writing group a couple new names in there um I, i didn't put all the writing credits in this episode because we'll break them down when we do each song yeah um but yeah it's interesting because he has um he has like um mitch roland who he's writes with who obviously is his guitarist and tours with him um but then he also has like um like kid harpoon who he writes a lot with i think kid harpoon's done like a lot of this album like written and produced a lot of it and the last one Mm -hmm. as well but he's not Mm -hmm. like in his band and he obviously mm-hmm. doesn't, doesn't tour with him. Um, but it's interesting when you have those 
kind of collaborators because it's like this isn't really just a Harry like album and neither was the last one. It's like they put a lot of their own, yeah. obviously their own stuff on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of like Brandy Carlisle. She um, obviously her band is called Brandy Carlisle and it's like her, but she, mm-hmm. um, there's two guys in her band, um, Tim and Phil, who are actually twins and they write with her. So all of ah. the songs on Brandy's albums are written by her and the twins. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really like a band. It's not really just her. It's like kind of a, a group thing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, she has stuff that's like her own, um, that they haven't written on, but they have written a lot of the stuff, a lot of the popular stuff they've written. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like in- an interesting thing where like they're really like more musicians and like don't care about having like their name featured. Right. <laughs> so it's like yeah. Brandy Carlisle, but like actually Tim and Phil are like a big part of a lot of oh. the songs. So that's interesting. Yeah. It's like yeah. really different for like thinking about like comparing it to One Direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always wonder like, is Harry bringing more of the lyrics and yeah, they help with his lyrics or are they bringing their own stories to right. the lyrics, you know? I always wonder that too, yeah. Well, and even in One Direction, you had people like Julian Benetta, who was basically a like, sixth member of One Direction for the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Like, he wrote a lot of that music. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we know, we, we know on like um, HS1 – like from the dining table, the way that was written was like the group of writers were like sitting around a table, um, like sharing stories and stuff. So it does make you wonder, yeah, where who lyrics came from. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like my impression is that Harry, it's like all Harry's stories, but they either aid in some of the songwriting or like also the music and the production of it. But yeah. I feel like they're very personal stories to Harry. I think so. Yeah. I think the the biggest question is like where a lot of the music originates. Yeah. Like yeah. with some songs we've heard like with She where like Mitch was like doing some guitar solo when he was happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like did that like start the song or did they like add that into a song that mm-hmm. Harry had already been writing, you know? Yeah, super interesting. I wish we gotten more like behind the album stuff this I time know. around. Well, I feel like we still so, might. We might. But I'm still always holding out for the tour tour documentary of the last yeah, tour. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> just to sum up, <laughs> what <laughs> what has the sort of general consensus been that you've seen from like the fandom and the public for Harry's album? Well, um, I feel like I haven't really seen general public reactions, um, mm-hmm. but people I know, like, in my life have really liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I have friends who, like, really love Harry, and all of them have really enjoyed listening to the album, and then I have a couple friends who, like, are either new to Harry or, like, don't follow him super close who, like, listened and liked it. It seems mm-hmm. like the fandom loves it. Um, one of the things I find really interesting is how, uh, like, people have really strong opinions uh-huh. about what songs they don't like. <laughs> I know. Like, I've been seeing that a lot. And I guess that's normal, but I haven't really – I maybe I haven't seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously people are doing it in kind of a joking way. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I see it like, and I'm like, Like, what songs Whoa. have you seen in particular? 
almost every single one there are some people who oh, are like yeah, oh yeah. this song can be taken out like oh I this don't, is a skip i don't get yeah skip this song every time like i don't give a crap like people are like very like, <laughs> like fine i have songs that they don't like and they really don't like yeah. them yeah um which is just like a funny thing to see <laughs> happening and people's opinions are like so different like yeah. some people are like this is the best song on the album and then the next person's like yeah skip this song yeah that's why like when i'm reading reviews like i read the pitchfork review which like had positive and negative things about harry's thing uh-huh. but i'm just like it like we'll talk about like some song is like the not good song it'll be like and this is the obvious not good song right. and i'm like wait a second <laughs> that is the obvious amazing song so i don't yeah. know what you're talking about also it's like just one person's opinion right well and pitch, like, pitchfork someone else is... could have from pitchfork could have written the same article and had a different song they didn't like yeah but pitchfork is like historically like kind of they're kind of assholes yeah um yeah i've seen really positive things um from everyone Mm -hmm. i'm happy that like overall on like the metric thing that like sort of tallies up all harry's album reviews it's been like in the like mid 80s i think yeah um which is a really good thing yeah and he's had Um, really amazing album sales yeah he's had great album sales um I've seen really positive things from the fans Mm -hmm. Um, and I took some quotes from Wikipedia that had quoted them from different pieces of writing. Um, Do you want to read the first one, the John Mm -hmm. Pareles one? John Pareles of the New York Times called the album a production tour de force while adding that there are plenty of moments, even in lesser songs, when instruments merge in shimmering brilliance and voices stack up in surreal stereo fireworks. I really, really liked that. Yeah. I thought that's such a... Like, when instruments merge in shimmering brilliance and voices stack up in surreal stereo fireworks. Mm-hmm. I was like, way to put my feelings into words. Yeah. Because, <laughs> wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, can you just read all of them? Yes, I was going to uh, and pause that. in between because <laughs> I'm going to start coughing if I start reading. Yeah, you need to save your voice since you're hosting. Yeah. Susan Hansen, writing for Clash, wrote that the album is a wonderfully bright, inspirational, and ambitious piece of work, brimming with confidence and joy, combined with some darker shades in between, and that stylistically everything melds with pure pop sensibility to satisfy such a craving while elements of soul gospel and rock are sprinkled expertly across the album as a whole giving a sense of constant change and freedom later adding there is a fine line between plain pop music and good pop music that's interesting to listen to oh i think that the i must not have copied it but it said like and harry is in the latter or whatever oh good pop music <laughs> so i didn't copy that part <laughs> and harry's music is plain pop music <laughs> <laughs> no um yeah i liked that mm-hmm. i liked how it described all the like the pop the soul the gospel the rock sort of sprinkled in yeah like, that made sense to me mm-hmm. yeah i feel like everything does meld very well mm-hmm uh, lastly, Anna Richmond of Slate Slant Magazine. Oh, what? How do you say that? A pinned? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've literally never seen that before. This is like, why would you include that? Stupid a pinned. Word? I'm like, like her opinion. Um, <laughs> a pinned that fine line eschews boundaries for youthful self-discovery, and praised styles remarkable openness while writing that 
The path from cookie cutter boy band member to bona fide rock star is one fraught with a lot to prove, both personally and publicly. And yet it's one styles seems to be navigating with an eagerness to learn, to experience, and to experiment. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like that too. Mm-hmm. I only included the positive things in this. <laughs> Were there negative ones? Like whatever the pitchfork thing. Right. There was like they said positive things, but then they also like <laughs> say mean things. And I'm like, okay, I just can't deal with this. I think they just don't like right Harry. <laughs> <laughs> like he, they gave him a pretty positive review overall. Right. But. Well, that's what I'm saying. They gave him like a good overall review and then they just like found mean things yeah. to say also there's like ways to be critical and not to be so mean exactly and sometimes it really goes to the means <laughs> yeah so. <sighs> um yeah but i've been reading some of the just um i, I like reading album like, like dissections especially mm-hmm. if they're just kind of like sort of going song by song and like the writer like the what whoever is writing the article is like writing what they feel the song sounds like like the inspirations behind it what it means how it makes them feel right um i like those types of things music criticism is hard because it's like i like i i feel like when i see people being like mean about like songs or something i'm like that's someone's art like someone created that like from their from from their own heart and mind like (laughs) i mean i also have songs that i don't like but it's on this album no, I mean in general. Oh. Like, I'm not saying, like, no one should criticize <sighs> music. I was, like, ready to hear it from you. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. But, yeah, yeah. I think it's hard to, like, have, like, when you see, like, m- music critics make, or anyone makes, make kind of objective statements about music. Like, this yeah. is a bad song or, like, I know. whatever. It's, like, like mm. what? who's to determine that? yeah because everyone's taste is different it's just like attractiveness like no one is like objectively beautiful or ugly like yeah it's subjective and i feel like music is except harry harry is objectively beautiful well (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you could find people in the world who don't think he's beautiful so probably not that many people but i'm sure they exist all right so Moving on to our listening experience, um, how did you listen to this album? Because I feel like everyone has a really unique way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about each of ours because I know we do it differently. Yeah. And just sort of your first time listening and how you've been listening over the past couple days. Today's the 16th, so the album's been out for like three days. Yeah. Or four days, I guess. So. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like before I tell you my listening experience, we I, I, well, I had this idea that we should guess what each other's favorite songs are, but obviously <laughs> we don't have favorite, favorite songs yet. Yeah. So I don't know if that would work. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe like... We could guess like a favorite song. Like this is probably one of your yeah. favorites. Yeah. I feel like I've read some of your texts that you sent. Oh, you already about know. stuff, but I don't really know because i can't remember if you said good things about the oh. songs or like <laughs> you just remember me mentioning things. them <laughs> yeah okay of all the songs if you had to pick one that you think is definitely in my like top what would it be uh mm, let me see because i feel like you said fine line was like growing on you but i'm not sure <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> or you said 
Oh, you love it. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, she, she mentioned something about she. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this is hard. Okay, let's not do it then. <laughs> what would you guess for me? Um, well, it's hard because I already know your opinion on the singles that we got, but yeah. like, I'm gonna not include. I like them. feel like we have to forget about the singles for this episode. Uh, okay, because it yeah. just you just can't mix that into the bunch. It's just such a different experience. I'm gonna say sunflower is one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I would say, hmm. I would say it probably doesn't jump out right away as one of my favorites, but like mm. I'm also like obsessed with so many of them. Yeah. So it's really hard to say. Interesting. Yeah. What do you want to say our favorites now? Yes. Okay. What are your favorites? So after having the album for a couple of days, my mm-hmm. far and away favorite is Cherry. Cherry, yes. And then second, Fine Line. Fine Line. Okay, so that was one of the ones you did really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... Yeah. What? Oh, I was going to say when I first listened, Cherry and Fine Line were like my two favorites. And like now that I've had it for a while, like Cherry has like surpassed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I first heard Cherry, I said to myself, I think this is what my soul sounds like. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, really too cheesy. I was going to text you, Aww. but I was like, no, nah, I, I can't send Lucia that. Yes, you could have. Why didn't you? <laughs> I don't know. I was driving at the time. <laughs> um, but then I hear, like, um, to be so lonely, and I'm like, okay, maybe this is in reality what my soul actually sounds oh like. Oh, my God. And I just wish it sounded like cherry. And then you hear sunflower and you're like, okay, wait a second. No, no, no. This is what my soul sounds like. You got to add in that real quirkiness in there. And that's how you get to me. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm like obsessed with cherry. Cherry's beautiful. Yeah. Um, to be so lonely is just like the bop of the century. I keep singing it. It's in my head. Interesting. Um, Canyon Moon made me cry. Um, we're going to go through all of these, but like Treat People with Kindness and Fine Line are the two that I haven't heard the most because they were the two last ones I listened to. Mm. Um, and I'm just like kind of in awe at both of them. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. There's just, uh, we're going to get to it all, but I just, I have too many favorites at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you listen to the album? So I listened to the album in my bed um, on mm-hmm. Thursday night because I'm on the West Coast. So the album came out 9 p.m. for me. Um, I don't think I actually listened to it till like 10 or 1030 just because I was like doing other stuff. But I lit a bunch of candles and oh. I have all my fairy lights on. Um, my Christmas decorations up. I feel like this album is going to be so tied to Christmas. Like, uh, so seriously. Right? Like, going I'm forward. I'm, like, ready like, to add in, like, jingle bells into fine line. It's, like, <laughs> some, like, really, like, subtle, beautiful jingle bells. Yes. And, like, make it a river-esque version. Yeah. I feel like looking back when I, like, listen to this album, like, I'm going to just automatically think of, like, Christmas. Because yeah. that's just what's happening right now. But I had headphones, my headphones in, and I listened to the album, like, top to bottom. Didn't skip anything. Um, 
And in between songs, I like did a little Instagram story of like my immediate reaction. Oh my gosh. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. Oh wow. I did. Did you save all that too? I did. Okay, good. Send me that. Yeah. I wanted to save it because I was like, I'm not going to remember my yeah. immediate reaction, so I should save it. That's so smart. So you like listen top to bottom, but like pause between each song to react. Yeah. Okay, cool. cool. I did. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to watch those. <laughs> I didn't like, I didn't like have a long, like some of them I just had like one thing to say. And then Still. actually a lot of them I didn't, I didn't pause between each one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I paused between some of them and then I did like a wrap up, my wrap up thoughts at the yeah. end. Cool. But I definitely like going through, there were some songs that I like wanted to skip because I was getting bored mm-hmm. by them. And like part oh. of the problem is like, it's just moods. So like. It was mm-hmm. nighttime. I was in bed. And so, like, some of the more, like, upbeat songs mm-hmm. I just, like, didn't want to listen to. Not because I didn't mm-hmm. like them, but I just wasn't in the mood. Yeah. Um, Like, Sunflower, when I first heard it, I, like, didn't yeah. really, um, like, connect with it right away. I was, like, not that into it. Um, But then when I've, like, listened to it in the daytime, I love it. So, I'm, like, it's just it's kind of, like, about your, like, mood, I think. Yeah. Um, I totally get that. Sometimes you can handle the three-minute guitar solo on sheet. Yeah. Sometimes you can't. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the the music I feel like is very, um, like, activity music. Like, mm-hmm. not necessarily, like, like with, um, like, a song like Golden. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, the guitar solo in She. Like, I wouldn't necessarily, like, want to sit down and just listen to that. Right. I'd want to listen to it while I was doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Whereas some songs like Cherry, like, you want to just sit down and listen to that song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. Um, but what, what did you do? You spaced it out over a couple of days, right? Yeah, I did, but not as much as I was expecting. Like, yeah. I thought I would space it out even until today on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I listened to, like, four songs, four new songs, I think, the day it came out. Mm-hmm. on thursday or friday on friday yeah um i didn't listen to any friday like the at midnight because it right. was like too late and i was tired so i started listening the next morning mm-hmm. um i think when i was driving um and uh, i listened to those on my way to work and just like would play a new one and play it on repeat mm. um and then kind of listen to um like sort of a couple of songs in order Uh and then add a new one and listen to that on repeat and then start from like I always go in order Mm -hmm. um except you know to be honest I kept skipping the three songs we already got right okay I've heard those enough (laughs) um even though I love them I'm just like not at a place where I like have the patience to listen to them and not like indulge myself in all the like wondrous new stuff we have right um And then on Saturday, I drove into New York City because I had to pick my sister up from the airport, but I also went to the pop-up shop. Right. Um, That's so cool that you got to go. Yeah. What was Um, that like? It was an experience. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting like three hours in a line for like an overcrowded room. That's insane. Was the line so long because they were only letting a certain amount of people in at a time? Yeah, exactly. Like the room was so small. It was not a big store at all. It was super small. Um, and there was like lines inside the store too. So it was like, it was a lot. Um, but I'm like glad I did it. 
What did you get? Um, I got uh, a sweatshirt, Ooh. a vinyl, and a shirt. What? Like the New York shirt because it says oh, like, nice. New York on it. And yeah. then I got a blue Treat People with Kindness sweatshirt and then the nice. blue, vi- the vinyl, the blue vinyl. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, the, <laughs> the only bummer thing about it was, so I listened to all of the songs on the way to New York City because it was like a two-hour drive, mm-hmm. um, except the last two. And I knew in my head that they were going to be playing the album oh, in the store. Right. I knew that they were. And I was like, okay, well, like, what do I do? Like, maybe I'll be able to block it out. Or, like, I just won't. I'll be lucky and it won't play those two songs. And I'll just, like, be able to get in and get out. Like, I didn't know it was going to be such a long line. And then, like, there would be lines in the store. Like, I didn't think it would be like that. Yeah. Um. So as soon as I walked in, I heard music playing and I didn't recognize the song. And I was like, oh, no. no. <laughs> And I realized they were playing Treat People with Kindness and oh. then Fine Line played. But, oh. like, at first, I was, like, really distracted. So, like, I was able to sort of not pay attention. Right. Um, but then the second time around, it came on because, like, you're in the store for so long because you're standing in lines in the store. Whoa. Um, then, like, I had to, like, plug my ear and, like, call my mom on the phone and, like, have her talk to me so that I, like, wasn't paying attention. But, like, it got wow. semi-ruined, which is so frustrating because it's, like, the last two songs. And, like, you really need to be in, like, I wanted to be, like, in a car and, like, have it all surround sound. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I did my best. And then I went and after I left the store as I was driving to pick my sister up at the airport. Um, I was able to listen to the last two songs. But yeah, yeah, I listened to all of them, I believe, in the car for the first time. And just since then, mm. every time I've been driving, I've been listening. Wait, so like your and first listen of each song was while you were driving? Yeah. Ooh. And I loved it. I feel like it's the perfect amount of like double tasking where you can fully immerse yourself in the music. But yeah. like you're not just sitting there. I love that. Um, I, that's how I listened to Lights yeah. Up for the first time. And I had never done that before, like in the car yeah i hadn't yeah. i usually do it like listen for the first time to stuff that i'm really looking forward to like at home obviously right. i listen to plenty of songs for the first time in the car but like right. if there's someone i'm a huge fan of i usually yeah. will like listen at home for the first time but i did that with lights up mm-hmm. and it was so much fun yeah it's so good i love it i feel like it lets my mind wander in the perfect amount of way and like mm-hmm pick up on all the details i feel like if i had done it that way i like wouldn't have had the same issue of like getting a little antsy with some of the songs yeah um, yeah that makes sense because i would have been like driving and i just would have been able to absorb it in a different way yeah maybe i'll do that next time yeah like next album release or next time you're listening next album release maybe like for niles album i'll listen to it while driving yeah you should do that it's like really satisfying especially because like the sound in a car is like you can turn it up and feel like you're really immersed in it and like you're in your own little world yeah um so i really really liked that have you listened to Um, the whole album front to back yes i have um in in the car yeah i have a couple times um and i've just always been listening in order but i do tend to skip the three singles in in a row just so i can get to know the other song right um yeah and i feel like i'm just gonna keep listening like this Mm -hmm. and eventually those three songs will probably come back and i won't Mm -hmm. skip them but not yet (laughs) Uh, yeah um so what was your first impression of the album when you listened to it well 
I think we had already had some ideas because we got three mm-hmm. songs. Um, but I and I, I kind of had an assumption that the rest of the album was not going to be like exactly like the singles because mm-hmm. we got like the side A, side B, side C situation, which mm-hmm. honestly was such a smart move on Harry's part because I feel like it really set us up to not expect that the album was going to be all like adore you and watermelon sugar like that kind mm-hmm. of upbeatness because i feel like if he hadn't done that it would have been easier to be like oh this is the sound of the album and then maybe feel like right. a little disappointed that a lot of the songs are like actually a lot more mellow mm-hmm. so i think that was really smart <laughs> mm-hmm. um but i was surprised at how mellow it was Same. i think <laughs> like because i kept saying oh this album is like hs1 but like plugged in mm. or like something like that mm-hmm. like it's electrified it's like been struck by lightning mm. and i was like it doesn't really fit with his last album mm-hmm. based on the three singles like they're quite different right but then you get the whole album and you're like wait a second there's like these acoustic jams and like folksy yeah. stuff and this is so like hs1 and uh-huh. two ghosts and like stuff like that like she is very a woman and yes whatever like so there's like a lot of parallels that i didn't expect at all yeah based on the three singles yeah definitely yeah and there's obviously like a lot of songs that are like fun and and like have a good beat to them but overall it's a very mellow album Mm -hmm. um and his vocals are quite mellow like a lot of the songs he sings in this kind of lazy um not lazy. I don't know if that's the right word, but um, loose, lazy in a good way. It is lazy. It's yeah. like sleepy, like just slow, um, kind of soft vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I wasn't surprised by this because I already saw this in some of the singles. But he sounds so much. He's like sounding so much more and more like Zane. Um, mm-hmm. His voice and like a lot of the music he's putting out is just like so similar to. Zane stuff which I love because Zane's like my favorite uh-huh. um but yeah I found this album to be like a lot more um full like there was a lot more instrumentation going on than HS1 mm-hmm. um HS1 I think was like a lot simpler of an album whereas this one has like so many so much layered stuff like a lot of the songs have like mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on instrumentally Um, I love it yeah it's like an instrumental exploration I feel like yeah (laughs) like there's just so many different sounds sonically Mm -hmm. it's so fun Mm -hmm. to like pull out every little sound that's been put on Mm -hmm. like I I try to imagine what like the audio (laughs) looks like like so many different tracks all on top of each other yeah different sounds yeah and instruments and yeah I love it yeah, me too. I feel like it's hard to it's hard to say now cuz I haven't I need the album to be with the album longer. And also it's obviously a longer album than the last one, too. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like I think overall I will listen to this album more mm. than HS1. How much did you listen to HS1? Well, the thing with HS1 is that there's songs on it that I love that I listen to a lot. And then there's songs that I listen to less. And I I listen to usually when I want to listen to the whole album. Right. So I'll often want to listen to it, like, front to back. 
mm-hmm. but like I'm not gonna listen to like Carolina woman only angel on their own right really and part of the part of that I think is when we did the song discussions on those <laughs> we ruined them we kind of ruined them they're a little tainted for me um but yeah I think even if we hadn't Maybe if we hadn't done them, I still would be listening to them, actually. So maybe that's not Mm -hmm. accurate. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like the songs on this album are more versatile Uh in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to break them down because I know sort of Zane and that Zane Apple Beats one. Mm -hmm. It was like, this is a breakup album. And I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah. Like I see, I see breakup parts of it, but I don't think it's a breakup album. I don't get that so at all. Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, I think he was just saying it to say it. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, or like you know, I don't know what he defines himself as. Mm-hmm. But there's like the heteronormativity mm-hmm. side. People like to look at things and like Definitely. put them in boxes. And I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think of this other perspective here? Right. I've seen some oh. really cool interpretations. Really? Send them to me. I want to read them. I love that type well, of Well, I'll, like, tell you about them as we go through the songs. Okay. Okay, or cool. at least a couple of them that I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my first impression, I mean, I feel like I've been jumping in on yours, uh, has been that I was, like, surprised in the best of ways it made me smile so many times listening to it for the first time. Mm. I'm like still noticing new incredible things and like sort of picturing how it's going to sound live. Or I mean, we got kind of got it live already, but just like in person live mm-hmm. um, and like noticing the differences between HS1 and this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like really being so happy that like the music is so strong. Yeah. Like I just, I am really blown away by the instruments and the sounds on this album and the harmonies Mm -hmm. um, and like the influences I hear are just so gorgeous. And there's a real range of songs. Yeah. Um, And it like it brings me a different feeling than his last album Mm -hmm. did, which I love. I love creating like these feelings and auras around albums Mm -hmm. Um, and just like the topics are different than we saw in the last album. Like the song writing as well. Yeah. Just thematically there's differences. Um, So I'm just, I'm really loving it. Mm -hmm. Um, If you had to sum the album up in three words, what three words would you choose? Oh, I don't know if I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) I would probably take preparing. Preparing? Yeah, like I need to prepare. Yeah. It's hard for me just to think of three words in general, Mm -hmm. let alone for a specific reason. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard for me to... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Where did I stick that question? Because I thought that was... Oh, maybe I put it at the end. Yeah, I put mm. it at the end. So you'll have you'll have the whole episode. Okay. To I maybe I put at the end there. I'll come up with something. Yeah. Come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Moving along. Um, we kind of jumped in on some of these questions already. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think of like the cohesion of the album in correspondence with the fine line title and sort of the album flow, the order of the songs? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you see there? Um, I think it's a very cohesive album. Um, 
like the opening track is like definitely an opening track. Mm-hmm. Fine line as a closer is like definitely a closer. Yeah. The like um, organization of the more kind of upbeat songs in the in the front and then kind of getting into more sadness and then the kind of like loopy like druggy side like i gotta say we really nailed the categories when we yes, were predicting we did <laughs> we really did um i think it flows really really well um yeah. i think uh the only outlier is treat people with kindness <laughs> What do you mean? As far as flow, like, that doesn't – I don't know that that necessarily flows musically into, like, fine line mm-hmm. as much as, like – I feel like it does. Oh, good. It's got, like, that light, airy feel that I feel okay. like yeah, is yeah, yeah. part of fine line. Yeah, that's good. I feel like the other songs, like, really flow into each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think it is a very cohesive album. Yeah. Same. I really like the categories. And – like it wasn't as though side B was all just like ballads. Right. It was like they're they're sort of similar category, but you know, to be so lonely is like this like fun springy song. Mm-hmm. Falling is like the big old ballad. Um, yeah. And you've got like some other mid tempos there. Mm-hmm. So I like that it wasn't all just like fast songs, slow songs. Like you know, it like it's even though they're grouped in a certain way, it doesn't like make you bored. Right. It, like. I don't know. You're, there's really a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and then Fine Line is the title. I feel like this is something I'm really going to have to sit with mm-hmm. and like figure out. Me too. How the title Fine Line sort of relates to all the songs in like as a piece of work. Mm-hmm. And I, I was reading like some... Um, I was reading some article. I don't know if it was Rolling Stone or something talking about how fine line sort of overall like obviously as a song it's like talks about certain things like in a relationship Mm -hmm. like walking the fine line between like love and hate and lust and love and whatever it is I mean we'll get there I haven't really thought too much about Uh it but how like how these songs also are caught of on that fine line mm-hmm. um, and like show different relationships. I mean, sides of emotions mm-hmm. and whatnot. I feel like I'm not at the point where I can be like, this is how fine line relates to the album on a whole. Right. What about you? Or like, have you thought about it? Have you understood it? Or? Not at all. I haven't understood it at all. And I haven't really thought about it. Um, I will get there like with listening yeah. to the album more, but I barely have absorbed any of the lyrics. <laughs> I think I have I think I've looked up lyrics like once yeah. or twice for like one or two of the songs. Uh-huh. So for the majority of these songs I like don't even really know what the lyrics are. Right. Yeah. I'm definitely and Sometimes like you mishear things and you're like wait a mm-hmm. second. That's not what I thought it was. Yeah, and personally I'm a music first lyrics. Right. Like fifth person <laughs> like yeah. when I hear yeah. new music <laughs> I like absorb it sonically and uh-huh. I don't absorb the lyrics right away. Um, yeah. sometimes they'll, they'll be standout lyrics or like, I'll get the, the gist, but, um, mm-hmm. like for example, I, I listened to, um, <laughs> when Liam's album came out, um, the song Rude Hours, I listened to that and I was like, heck yeah, this is a jam. And I like tweeted <laughs> yeah. about it and I was like, oh, I love this song. I listened to it like 10 times. And then I like saw all the criticism about it and like read stuff about it. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> I didn't even like <laughs> notice, you know? Because I just, yeah, like, yeah. was vibing with the music. Right. Um, so 
Um, yeah. And as far as fine line, I think I w- was going into it thinking of a lot of like thinking of like kind of like gender stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that's still there. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's like elements of like the fine line between like friend and lover situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But I haven't really delved into that yet. Um, I feel like that's something that's going to take time. Definitely. To get to. I feel like we're not at the point yet where we can be like, this is what it means. Yeah. But my God, I love it as an album title. And I feel like it fits, but I'm like not. Yeah. You know, I haven't figured it out yet. I do love it as an album title, but I will say this is like a small annoyance. I do not like the title track situation. I don't like really? naming a title, naming an album after a song. Oh. Because it yeah. gets so confusing because anytime you hear someone talk about fine line, <laughs> you don't know if they I mean know. the song or the album. Yeah. It's just like really confusing. And also like a self-titled album also is so annoying to me. Because <laughs> yeah. now it's like HS1 and then it's like fine line, the album, fine line, the song. Like right. it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It bothers me. <laughs> it does get confusing, <laughs> especially confusing. when you run a podcast where you have to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get used to being like the album, the song, the album. I guess. Album. Yeah. Or would just say HS2. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that will happen. Well, yeah. there was a time where we all wanted the first album to be called The Pink Album, and that's com- been I completely still forgotten. I want it to be called The Pink Album. <laughs> I, like, I'm annoyed. Well, also, he made this album pink, too, so. Yeah. He kind of screwed that up. Yeah. If he made this a color, then we would have been able to do that. Right. But it's, like, pink and blue, so. Yeah. It could almost could have been the yellow album, because there's a lot of yellow. Yeah. It's true if he chose to chosen a different picture yeah and they've got all the colors yeah i mean the album cover is like basically the trans flag yes that's very true um so what are we on next um did you see any like themes even though we can't really go through fine line and pinpoint it mm-hmm. like how that title sits but did you just see themes throughout the album um I saw a lot of themes of, obviously, romantic love. I think yeah. a lot of that. Um, a lot of self-discovery and questioning and, um, like, what's the word? Exploration. Yes. I saw a lot of that. Um I saw a lot of, like, how I mentioned before, kind of, like, um, like lover versus friend trying to navigate mm-hmm. those situations. Yeah. Um, there seems to be a lot of songs kind of about that, like, either a relationship has ended or you're, like, trying to figure out if you're still going to be in that person's life or how they feel about you or mm-hmm. how you feel about them, like, kind of that, like, area of confusion um and a lot of memory stuff Mm -hmm. yeah um like looking back and yeah yeah I feel like you really summed it up well (laughs) um (laughs) yeah there's a lot of like introspection Mm -hmm. and Mm self-awareness and I think a want to like communicate and understand which is kind of like Mm -hmm. antithesis 
to the last album where it was like all this miscommunication yes I actually don't know if I used that word right so <laughs> excuse me if I didn't I think that's right um, okay cool I always try to use big words and I don't know why uh-huh. <laughs> um, but like last album there was a lot of like miscommunication and struggling to communicate yeah and I feel like not necessarily there is open communication there, but there's the want, the desire to communicate and to understand and to, like, be open mm-hmm. um, and to, like, both understand yourself and, like, the person you're involved with. Uh, yeah. So I saw a lot of that. And then, I mean, just generally besides, like, lyrically, I think I saw themes of, like, musical exploration and kind of just experimentation mm-hmm. and, like... I guess, as Harry said, like having more fun with it, not putting up like restraints and having to be like, I mean, not as though, not as though Harry's first album was like restrained in any way. Right. Um, But this was even more like, let's just go for it. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. if I want to do that, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go like at the end of Sunflower. Like I'm going to have a three minute guitar solo, like all this stuff. Mm -hmm. He was just like, I'm going to do it. And so I saw that throughout and I feel like this is, it's amazing to get to experience someone sort of exploring their artistry Yeah, and you actually get to see it happen. And it's, it's that understanding that like art doesn't have to be perfect and doesn't have to get it exactly right because Mm -hmm. like there's no way for you to grow unless you're like exploring and experimenting and saying hey I want to try a song that sounds like this I want to do something weird like this um Mm -hmm. and I feel like we're seeing that like like he's being like it's like he's opening up his workbook and like we Mm. can see inside I don't know I like that Mm -hmm. um so I saw a lot about that a lot of that yeah i feel like lyrically too this album's a lot more straightforward Mm. Um, yeah like he kind of he says well as he said in that zane low interview like you you don't need like i don't need to tell you what the songs are about because they they tell you like the songs tell you Um, and yet there's so many songs where i'm like i don't know what this means Mm. fine line some of those lyrics that's the one that i feel like is the most it's vague much more mysterious mysterious yeah yeah and some of them i know i just haven't like sat with the lyrics long enough to like understand it well some of them are like very like um although i guess some of his some of the lyrics on hs like some of the songs on hs1 too have that like obviousness as well yeah um yeah but I think over like sunflower though confuses me so much. Does it? I haven't even really looked yeah. up the lyrics to sunflower. The lyrics are so confusing. I have been singing it all day. <laughs> it's a great pop. <laughs> that one and fine line. Yeah, I think are the most confusing to me. But also like she, I don't get that either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like definitely lyrically, I saw different styles of like songwriting, like more storytelling, like in she. Um and canyon moon and cherry i feel like you get these like really personal moments that you can see almost kind of like how two ghosts you had like the imagery in the kitchen and like standing Mm -hmm. there i think there was some more of that i feel like these Um, a lot of these songs are going to be so fun to do song discussions on because there's some of them are so like complicated and like i feel like there's so many different interpretations 
Yeah, so much. Um, do you have anything else, like, musically that you notice throughout um, the album? Or influences or standout parts? I don't think so. I mean, I think the, the like, things that struck me, um, which I already kind of was feeling with the singles, was, like, how a lot of them are very similar to Zane's music, like, that kind of connection. Mm-hmm. Um and Harry kind of delving more into, like, the kind of, um, like, soul, like, R&B style of music. Mm-hmm. Um, when I heard the rest of this album, like, I think one of the first things I was thinking was, like, how some of it sounds a little bit like Mumford and Sons. <laughs> mm. um, it has, like, that kind of, like, folk, yeah, um, like, folk pop quality. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's like the main stuff yeah yeah I heard um definitely Beatles and Queen Mm -hmm. but I can say specifically on certain songs as we get to them yeah I have a lot more like yeah each each song definitely I mean I think HS1 was like the same way I can't entirely remember but Mm -hmm. I think this was the same way in that each song I listened to I was like oh this sounds like this song or like this sounds like this artist yeah Um, like very strong references yeah um and then finally before we go through the song by song do you see this song doing well on radio are there any more potential singles Mm. you hear um i don't know the single situation confuses me because like technically the three songs he's released aren't all singles right Right. Or, like, there's, Watermelon like, promotional. Sugar was just, like, a promotional single. That's confusing to me. Some people <laughs> so don't like Watermelon Sugar, and I don't understand that. I don't understand it at all. It's, like, confusing to me, because, like, it's people who like, like, pop music. I don't yeah. understand. Um, It's okay if you have that opinion. It just confuses me. <laughs> no, it's not okay, actually. You're wrong. <laughs> Um, I can definitely see a lot of these songs doing well on radio, mm-hmm. but I couldn't say which ones. I don't really understand radio. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> Me either. I don't think any of these sound like what p- pop radio sounds like. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think know. Falling does. Falling. I think that's yeah, the most kind like of main. Ballad. I think Falling is like the most kind of mainstream sounding song. Yeah. Canyon Moon could be like one of those folky songs that makes it onto radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. All right. So moving into our track by track, song by song um, dissection of the album. So this is just kind of be going to be first impressions, like standout moments, like things we have to say right now. Um, before we, of course, go into each song on their own episodes in the next couple of years, which is such a weird thing to say. I know. Like, the next couple of years. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Um, so we're going to go in track list order. Uh, so starting with Golden, which opens the album. Um, I have included the little snippets that um, Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone interviewed Harry about each song on the album, which is amazing. Um, so we have sort of little snippets of what he said about most of the songs. Some of the songs, it was unrelated to the song, so I didn't include it mm-hmm. because uh, 
I felt like it was not as important. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lucia is going to do the reading of all of these because, uh, as you all know, I'm sick. And the more I talk, the more I cough. So <laughs> start us off with the Rolling Stone little summary for Golden. So um, where is this? Okay. The first song written for Fine Line on the second day of the sessions at Shangri-La Studios in Malibu. That was always the first one I played to people, he says. He is Harry. That was just always going to be track one. It's a blast of vintage 70s SoCal soft rock, the kind of Laurel Canyon mellowness that suffused his first album, layered in guitars and harmonies. When we wrote Golden, we were sitting around the kitchen in the studio, and I was playing it on guitar. There were five of us singing the harmonies. The acoustics in the kitchen made it sound so cool. So we thought, this song's going to work. Even in this sunny SoCal pop tune, there's a tinge of bittersweet loss. As the sun goes down, he pleads, I don't want to be alone. As he says, I don't know much about Van Morrison. Oh, as he says, I don't know much about Van Morrison's life, but I know how he felt about this girl because he put it in a song. So I like working the same way. Um, that was confusing because it's like an article and there's Harry quotes scattered throughout. And I don't think it was clear <laughs> yeah. what was a Harry quote and what wasn't. So going forward, I'm going to say quote. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was trying to do it yeah. with my tone of voice, but I just lost it. I could tell, but I was also reading along. <laughs> and then this is also um, Anne's favorite song, Harry's Mom. Yes. Um, she tweeted that or was so, it in the Rolling Stone article? Um, I think it was asked somewhere, mm. somehow, and Harry answered that it was his favorite song. She may have tweeted I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was also the song that was in the background of the tour like preview mm-hmm. video thing. So what are your thoughts on Golden or anything Harry said about it or just like your general thoughts? Well, since we got a little snippet of this song quite a while ago, when we got the kind of preview video for tour, um, the music automatically made me think of What a Feeling from Flashdance. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I kind of couldn't get that, can't get that out of my head. Yeah. Because um, I just find it to be How very How does that similar. go? Well, that song, the lyrics, it's like, what a feeling. Dun-na, dun-na. Oh, yeah, I think I know that. Um, but the kind of like roaming, like, do 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 in the song <laughs> is what makes me think of Flashdance. Like, just the, ah. the sound of it, not necessarily yeah. the melody. Because um, obviously, yeah. the melody, the, su- the, the melody that is sung is very mellow and, and low. Uh-huh. Um, this song, when I listened to it during my first album listen, I felt a little bit antsy and bored at first, oh. which I know that sounds so harsh, but like, um, it's just, it's different. Like, like my, like my feelings and explanations about things. It's like Harry is like one of my like favorite, like artists of all time. Right. And I love this album. I love every song. So, like, when I say things, like, um, that sound negative, it's not that I actually feel negative. It's just, it's, like, 
you know, when you're like, of my favorite songs, this is my right, least yeah. favorite song. It's kind of like, like everything's that. over 100%. Yeah, exactly. But this might be 110, not 150. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Golden is a boring song. But like in contrast to the rest of the album, I was like listening to it. I was like a little bit like it wasn't like grabbing yeah. me in a way right. that I was like, yes, I'm going to sink into this. I was like, I yeah. want to hear what's next. I want to hear what the next song right. is like. I was kind of looking at it. Which is also a great feeling to have. Totally. A first song of an album is like, yeah. you want to hear more. Yeah. And I think this song is like such a good driving song. I think that's how it's meant to be listened. Um, uh-huh. So I think listening to it like while you're lying in your bed in the dark is like not the best environment, <laughs> which is I think why I felt antsy listening to it the first time. Uh-huh. But subsequent listens, I've liked it a lot. It's one that I mm-hmm. haven't um, really looked at the lyrics for, so I've picked mm-hmm. up on some that I've, like, heard while I listened to it. Um, yeah. I love the, like, da-da-da that they all sing together. I think yeah. it's really fun. Um, and I love the way he sings it. His voice is so, like, as on so many of these tracks, it has that kind of lazy quality yeah. where he kind of – it's, like, loose and, like, each word kind of, mm-hmm. like, goes into the next one. Um and it's like sung at like a very low it's like so mellow i was yeah. so shocked at like how kind of like mellow he sings on this this yeah. song in this album yeah yeah and i i respect your opinion <laughs> on <laughs> like no i'm being serious like it is okay to have your opinions like that because you are someone who's within the Harry fandom you know yeah so you're like your opinions are valid other people who have opinions that sound the least bit negative to me uh-huh. are like I don't want to hear that only my you hear I, that I heard it here first only my opinions are valid exactly no but like you know it's yeah like you can't come in and like start talking about well, stuff that you don't understand that's what I was trying to explain a minute ago which I don't think I did a good job of it's like I'm a fan of like me being like a fan of someone's art and criticizing it is like very different than someone who's not a fan criticizing it yeah agree because I have an appreciation like even on HS1 like the songs that I find like really just have really disturbing qualities to them based on uh-huh. when we delved into them I still have an appreciation for those songs whereas if I right. wasn't a fan I would not have any appreciation for those songs (laughs) jeez louise (laughs) but you know what i mean because like i know harry and like i follow him so like i know why he made make certain choices and like i find it really interesting and like all of that yeah um so my opinions on this song is my first thing that I notice and like I keep going back to is the assonance on the first verse. Let me just read it because I'm, as someone who really loves poetry, I like die for assonance, um, which is like um, vowel sounds that sound alike and it's not like rhyming, but it gives you that sort of same quality mm. um, sonically as rhyming kind of. Um, so we have golden, golden, golden as I open my eyes, hold it, focus hoping take me back to the light um i just love that golden 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 hold it focus oh hoping like i just he sings it too and when he sings it it sounds even more uh like the o sounds yeah 
I just I love it so much um mm. it's like really perfect for me um I just like see like the yellow and gold colors I feel like this is such mm. like a sunshine song um I said it's got this like this mix of vulnerability and adoration mm-hmm. that's really wonderful mm-hmm. um and like just right away listening to it you hear that lovely mix of instruments um and like the musical interlude that just like goes off on its like yes. own like beautiful thing um yeah I just think think it really gets you into like I don't know the musical the strong music that's on the album and you hear it right away from this first track mm-hmm. um, and definitely such a great opener yeah to the album yeah for sure I feel like yeah. um in the Zane Lowe interview Harry said that this song was like um was it Harry or Zane Lowe talking about like the PCH and like this was like a driving song that like you would listen driving down I think Carrie was Coast Highway. Yeah. I feel like that <laughs> is like very true. And I want yeah. to like listen to this. I like want to drive to Southern California and like yeah. listen. Let's do to it. This song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like that a lot about this album. Like it does feel like a very like Southern California album. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of the songs kind of have that vibe to them. It definitely makes me mm-hmm. want to like go there and listen to it yeah <laughs> yes you can do it this christmas well i was going to but i don't think i'm gonna be able to oh. i think it's gonna be hard <laughs> my fantasy was to like because i'm I, I live in portland for any new listeners and i just moved here recently from oakland california and <clears throat> i'm going back to oakland or to san francisco actually for christmas and new year's to see my family and i did have fantasy of leaving earlier and driving to LA and then driving back to San Francisco. But it was gonna be so much driving. It would be driving from Portland to San Francisco on Friday, which is 11 hours, and then driving from San Francisco to LA on Saturday, which is like six, seven hours. And then I I guess I could be in LA and then drive back to San Francisco on Monday. But that's like a yeah, lot. That's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot, a lot. And I'd have to do it by myself because like I don't think I have yeah. friends who would be free with such late notice so i'm probably not gonna do that but i've Mm -hmm. been entertaining the fantasy okay let's say at one point in this life we will listen to this song (laughs) as we drive down to south well honestly your med school is ruining everything because i know we're what is supposed to happen what is supposed to happen but is that (laughs) we're supposed to go see the LA shows and the Las Vegas show, which like are the last shows of the tour, and take a road trip together. But alas, no. I mean we're not cutting it out completely yet. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Right. But I will be at the very beginning of my medical yeah. school career, so yeah. uh, unlikely I'll be free. But we'll never say never. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe I'll surprise you. I'll organize it and surprise you and be like, hey, by the way, I'm here. But I won't be there. How will you be able to surprise me? <laughs> oh, you're not going to the Las Oh, Vegas to Las Vegas. Yeah, I will be at Las Vegas. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know about the LA shows though. I need to well, we'll be see. careful with money. I've already I'm already going to too many shows. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, okay, moving on. We have watermelon sugar. Now I don't have that much to say about the three songs we've already talked about. Yeah. Um 
but I did add in the Rolling Stone stuff. There didn't seem to be anything like relevant to watermelon sugar on the Rolling Stone mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to add? No, I think the only thing I'll add about these three songs is that they didn't lose anything having already been out and having the rest mm-hmm. of the album. Um, what do you mean? Like, I think sometimes like singles or like songs will come out before you get the album and then you get the album and then they the singles or those songs kind of get lost or forgotten mm-hmm. a little bit and mm-hmm. that definitely did not happen with these if uh-huh. anything it was like the opposite like they stand out they still stand out to me so much yeah like this all i feel like the three of them i'm like <coughs> i love them so much still yeah i think these are like the poppiest songs on the album yeah i think uh, adore you and watermelon sugar particularly yeah i just love so yeah, much definitely. i mean i love lights up too but it's obviously a very different vibe yeah um and i feel like that was him like he's talked about like on tour fans wanting him to like be himself and just put out what he wants to put mm-hmm. out um and like he talks about like last time not really he's being he was being too scared to write pop songs he was too scared to write them and like didn't want to write them because like he didn't want to be perceived as that way um but this time around he's like screw it i'm gonna write pop songs because they're fun um and i feel like that may have been something he got more comfortable with after releasing medicine and anna which definitely were more poppy at least anna i think was more poppy Mm -hmm. than sort of what we saw on his album right so it's funny that he thinks of adore you as like his like pop song like this quote here from rolling stone um harry says adore you is the poppiest song on the album this time i really felt so much less afraid to write fun pop songs it had to do with the whole thing of being on tour and feeling accepted I listen to stuff like Harry Nilsson and Paul Simon and Van Morrison, and I think, well, Van Morrison has Brown Eyed Girl, and Nilsson has Coconut, Bowie has Let's Dance. The fun stuff is important. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree that this is not a poppy, fun song, but I think he has other songs like this, too. <laughs> <laughs> really? Which ones do you think are poppy? I think Watermelon Sugar is quite poppy. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um yeah i don't know what else actually i'd have to like think more about it but Mm -hmm. yeah well i'm glad he's like leaning into this pop rock side a little bit more and like still being like i mean adore you still has like the horns and like all this amazing stuff on it but it's just a little bit like (laughs) i don't know more fun yeah yeah Um, i guess they did write this in a day so (laughs) maybe that's what he meant (laughs) Um, Do you want to read the Rolling Stones thing for Lights Up? Yeah. Um, This is a quote from Harry. When I played it for the label, I told them, this is the first single. It's 2 minutes 35. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It came late in the sessions. Lights Up, Treat People with Kindness, and Adore You were written in the final week this spring in a burst of inspiration. I'm always so curious about, like, the timeline. It's like, what? Mm -hmm. There's so many other songs that were in there and you just chose like the last three that all came at once i'm like yeah okay but where are all the other songs like it takes you like i know it, years to write right an album and then all of a sudden you're like oh one day here's a song <laughs> exactly and you're like oh we got them all done Aww. like well what did you do all that other time were, yeah. that was that was you like practicing surfing or whatever <laughs> the analogy 
<laughs> well, I think some of them take a long time. I, I think he said this about Watermelon Sugar. I can't entirely remember right now, but I'm pretty sure he said that they had started writing it and it took a long time to finish. Like, I think they, like, mm. started writing it and then maybe, like, a year later, like, finish it. Oh. Well, yeah. I don't remember. Not that they were, like, actively working on it for a whole year, but, like, right. it didn't – it, like, wasn't – they couldn't figure it out and then, like – just right. with time they figured it they just yeah. like figured it out just like yeah. the songs that are written in a day like they weren't actually written in a day you know like right they like needed the time to or like you were find, percolating yeah find the inspiration and like have it kind of build i'm sure like building in their you know in their minds and yeah. then it was able to like come to fruition yeah. in a day yeah exactly um, did you see that picture where it had uh, unreleased songs on it? Like it was yes. like him trying to figure out what the track list was going to be. I forget what all the titles were, but we're going to have to go through that at some point. I know. And like <laughs> there'll be the new baby honeys and <laughs> yes. complicated freaks that we can. There was so many of them. Cry over. I feel there like really there was were. like I'm 10. hoping he does some of them live again because Medicine and Anna went so well last time. So I really wonder if he's going to do that because he has so much <laughs> more songs this time around. Like. He doesn't have a lot of time because he has two albums. I'm really, I'm really, like, I'm ready to do our, uh, our, our concert set list episode and, like, try to somehow figure (laughs) out how he's going to get every single song on there. Yeah. Like, he could definitely play all the songs on both his albums. Like, 22 songs isn't that much. But there's no way he's not going to do, like... Like, there's definitely going to be songs cut, right. I feel like. Well, I also wonder if he would, like, bring out another One Direction song. Because he kind of sticks to doing oh, yeah. What Makes You Beautiful. Um, yeah. Like, he did that at Jingle Bell Ball. Yeah. Um, he did that all through the last tour, so. I feel like he's going to keep doing that one. Yeah. It's going to be really intense that first night of tour to see what the set list is. Oh, my God, I know. Intense. The first tour is in Europe, right? The first show, I mean. I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. All right. Moving on to Cherry, one of your favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to read the Rolling Stone thing? Now, we've heard a lot about Cherry as well with the Zane, Zane interview. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. His engineer, Sammy White, was playing an acoustic guitar riff that Styles overheard and loved. Quote, that was the moment of saying, yeah, I want my songs to sound like that. Um, end quote. It ends with a female voice speaking French while Harry jams on guitar. That's just a voice note of my ex-girlfriend talking. I was playing guitar and she took a phone call and she was actually speaking in the key of the song. End quote. I think I forgot to say quote. Someone called me while I was trying to say that. and it... I thought you said quote. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I find that so amazing that like uh, Camille was speaking in the actual key of the song like it Mm -hmm. sounds so pretty like I'm like I want to hear her sing like she sounds her voice sounds so nice it does it's very like dreamy I love the little (laughs) at the end of it (laughs) yes and that starts off the song and you don't realize what it is until the end of the song like on my first listen yeah I was like you don't and then it comes back and you're like oh my god that was at the beginning (laughs) yeah a lot of people really hate it the whole voice a lot of people really hate the voice thing uh yeah (laughs) 
And the thing is, like, with voice things, I definitely understand, like, the whole wanting to listen to it once or, like, a couple times and then you just want the song. Uh-huh. Like, I understand that. Um, what I don't understand is the misogyny I've seen around the not liking the voice yeah. thing. It's a lot. Um, so there's, I feel like there's a fine line between. Yeah, that. there's a lot of hatred about Camila Rowe, and like, I think there's like a lot of, there's a lot of people in in popular culture who are very very problematic or like, you know, people who are unintentionally problematic, and I think it's like really important to like note to note when that happens and like talk about it and like call people out um but I like really looked for it and I couldn't find it about her like because I've I've seen so much so much so many people really really hating on her and I kind of was like oh like I'm like what you know has she done something like racist and like I I kind of looked into it and it I had a hard time finding anything really so Mm -hmm. (sighs) it's kind of sad um and the other thing, too, I want to say, I feel like I have so many feelings about this song, and I need to not say them all right now because <laughs> that's going to take too long. But briefly, I'll just say, like, even if you don't like someone, like, if you've had a relationship with someone, even if you're not friends with them anymore, or they're, like, even if they're, like, a quote-unquote bad person, like that's still someone that you love. Like, that's still someone that was in your life. Mm-hmm. Like, you're still going to want to, like, talk about them and, like, make your art about yeah. them. Like, if I ever yeah. put out music, like, you better believe I'm going to put a lot of people, like, the everyone I've, like, loved into those songs, even if right. they were, like, quote-unquote bad people or, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's not a reason. Yeah. Even if you don't like someone, that's not a reason to be like, oh, mm-hmm. this person shouldn't be in the part of this song. Like, yeah. as part of someone's life experience. And based on the album, it's not as though Harry thinks she's a bad person right. or anything like that. Yeah, no. So I, people need to just calm down. Yeah, I feel like the voice memo is like my favorite. I love it so much. I think mm-hmm. it's integral to the song. I think it's like an integral yeah. part of the song. I don't think it's like an add-on that could be like taken off. I think it's like so mm-hmm. important to the song. And it's just like exactly what I want. Like... I love getting, like, as real as possible a story, like, from, yeah. like, music. My favorite um, band before I got into One Direction was Tegan and Sarah because they would go mm-hmm. on stage and they would literally tell you the exact story of, like, a song. They'd be like, this That's is amazing. how we wrote the song. This is the person, like, Tegan would talk about um, – like her girlfriend, like saying her full name, being like, "This is exactly what happened. This is what this lyric means." Yeah. Like, there's a lyric that. about her like burying this, like writing a letter to her and burying it in her yard, and she like, she like really did that, and she like tells you like, "Wow, I just love that." And so this is like yeah. so, like up my alley because it's like, mm-hmm. not only is like, it's just like including that in the song is just like, I just love it. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the voicemail. Yeah. Vo- or not voicemail, voice but voice memo. memo. Yeah, I also love that it's a voice memo because at first, because um, I think Zane Lowe called it a voicemail, and I think a lot yeah. of people thought it was a voicemail, like it was Camille like leaving a message for him. Yeah. But the fact that like Harry was just like recording himself playing guitar and she was like in the background it's talking to someone else on the phone um, yeah. is so different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really, really like it. Yeah. Um, and then, as I said, 
earlier in the episode i said that this sounds this song sounds like my soul uh-huh. i just think like the guitar is like holy oh the plucking is perfect yes. the harmonies are perfect mm. i it made me feel like simon and garfunkel mm. um uh, i really liked the production that's done to harry's voice on a bridge because mm. it definitely has some like um when he talks about the um the does he take you walking around his parents gallery Mm -hmm. and it's like on the gallery it like does like some sort of laser beam sound yeah um i really liked that i thought it sounded really nice Mm -hmm. um and like the crescendo at the end the building of the instruments Mm -hmm. and just all the cuckoos i just Mm -hmm. uh, it was so good yeah i love the sound of the guitars it has that kind of like lullaby-esque like quality Mm -hmm. to it um yeah it made me think of um, songs like Cheryl Crow's Strong Enough, um, 13 by Big Star. Um, even like um, James Taylor, You Can Close Your Eyes. Like it just has that like lullaby quality. There's freaking harmonica mm-hmm. in it. Like, come on. That part in this, song. in this song. The little harmonica that comes in. I don't even know. Well, it's very beautiful. I love a harmonica. <laughs> I feel like the way he sings, it's like this low, I keep using the word lazy because I can't think of a better word, but his voice is like buzzing. Like when you listen to the song in the car, it literally is like buzzing because it's so low. It's like a bass, but it's his voice. I love it. Mm -hmm. And that happens a number of times like on this album. Like it's like shaking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And then... um, the like background screams at the end are so important like towards the end of the song he kind of like does this like screaming like singing but it's like very quiet in the background uh-huh that's so pretty um yeah. i feel like the guitar at the very end like the um voice memo part of the song um it sounds like it sounds very Joni Mitchell it sounds like um it sounds like from a song from Song to a Seagull which was actually her first album but I like listened to that album so much growing up and like mm-hmm. listening to that guitar but I was like oh that sounds exactly like one of those songs I'm not sure which one yeah. but like it just sounds so yeah. familiar whatever he's playing yeah. <laughs> um, definitely sounds like it's like its own song like the song ends and then you get like a second song you're like what, what is it yeah but it also, but it also goes so well together. it goes so well together I really feel like it it sound it still sounds like it's part of that song like yeah. I heard a lot of oh, people for sure like, a lot of people's criticism is, like, it sounds like it's a totally different song. Like, it doesn't go. But No, I, I mean, like, I feel like it, go, like, I just mean, like, the first time you're like, oh, yeah. Gosh, oh yeah. what is this? You think, like, oh, it's I, I actually song. thought the song was starting over again yeah. when I started hearing it. I was like, wait, that's how it started. Right. I was like, I don't recognize that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I love the way that they produced Camille's voice. It's, like, the echo effect on it. It, like, yeah. sounds like a memory. Like, yeah. they just did it so well. And then I... Th- As someone who edits audio, I'm like, wow. Their technology <laughs> to edit audio is, like, way off the charts yeah. compared to ours. I'm like, how did they separate her voice from Harry's guitar playing? Uh-huh. And, like, this and that. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, if only we could do stuff like that. Yeah. Well, it's skill and also very expensive software that we do not possess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I also feel like the skipping at the end like really drives it home for me somehow. 
um, like, you know, at the end when she ends the voice memo, how it like goes into like a skip, like if it's, as if a record is skipping. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. It does it towards the end and it just like really does something to me. And then it like ends with her saying Harry, mm-hmm. which I just, it just like hearing a song like this just makes you feel so much more connected to the artist because it's like yeah, that idea of like someone you love or like loved like saying your name mm-hmm. is so powerful and yeah. like having that little like kind of like skip skipping part and then it ends with mm-hmm. her saying Harry like I'm just like shocked and I feel blessed that he put that in here it's so like it feels like much more than I thought we'd ever get from him you know he's still like a mis- such a mysterious yeah. um kind of secretive person but he really just put it all out there in this song (laughs) yeah it feels like such an intimate moment that you can imagine yourself like you're doing something and like someone you're really close with is like taking a phone call and kind Mm -hmm. of just like talking about your their day and like you're just in each other's space Mm -hmm. just being um it just feels like very personal (laughs) yeah definitely yeah yeah, this is definitely my favorite song. It's like it gives me kind of feelings of like um the way that Meet Me in the Hallway from HS1 did. Mm-hmm. Where there's like something about like the melody that just like mm-hmm. as you said sounds like your you. soul. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel this song musically like in my bones. Yeah. It just Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, moving into falling, uh, would you like to read the Rolling Stone? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, so this is all Harry speaking. Tom had come up to my place to grab something. Um, is that Tom Hall, Kid Harpoon? Mm-hmm. Okay. So for anyone who doesn't know, um, Thomas Hull is the actual name of Kid Harpoon. Tom had come up to my place to grab something, and he'd sat at the piano. And I just got out of the shower. He started playing and we wrote it there. So I was completely naked when I wrote that song. <laughs> he I was in a towel. The first story was a towel. Yeah. So it's, it's What's the getting... truth, Harold? <laughs> As the story gets told, it's getting weirder and weirder. Uh-huh. I'm just like imagining like, like Tom is like playing piano and Harry just like comes out like butt naked and just starts singing. <laughs> That's what I'm picturing too. <laughs> and Tom being like, oh, Harry again. Yeah. <laughs> this is how it is. <laughs> um, the first time I heard this song, I remember like not knowing what to think. Mm-hmm. I was like, do I like it? Do I not mm-hmm. like it? I don't know. Because mm-hmm. it definitely, I would say it is the one that sounds most mainstream. Yes. Um, it reminded me of One Direction songs. It reminded me of If I Could Fly. Mm. Um, but it also, to me, sounded like it should be, like, as a part of a musical, like, on stage. Mm. Um, it felt like, because it's, like, a ballad of all ballads. Like, it's real. Like, Sign of the Times is a ballad, but this is, like, oh, this is a ballad. Mm. <laughs> um, it's, like, a ballad on a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like it should be on stage. And yeah. I just really would love to see Harry, like, playing piano. Yeah, with this. me too um yeah his his voice just sounds so deep and lovely and it's like right there in your ear yeah um 
and uh my favorite part of the song is the beachwood cafe which yeah. is just like it brings me to tears how he Aww. goes up <laughs> it's just so good yeah the beachwood cafe is also uh-huh. like a place in la so like again that like yeah. SoCal personal touch mm-hmm. um and then i also like how uh, on falling he does his like little voice like mm-hmm. um what is it called when your voice like is it a trill like that yeah, he he does like a trail. I like that. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, I love um your thoughts. the long note on when he says again. Yes. That's it goes on for longer than you expect. It really does. Um I feel like this is a song I'm going to like really appreciate live. Mhm. Um I do love there's like this tiny bit between 3:38 and 3:45. It's, like, towards the end of the song, and it's just this, like, Mm -hmm. a couple piano notes. It's just, like, really Uh effective. Uh And I love the lyric, what if I'm someone you won't talk about? I think that is, like, such a good lyric because it's Mm -hmm. so simple and straightforward and yet so, like, emotive. Like, it really Mm – it's a lot. Um, Yeah. I like this – I really like this song, and – it's actually one that like made me want to dance to it. <laughs> like, really? Um, jam out, huh? Jam out? Not jam out. More of an emotional dance. Wiggling, giggle, <laughs> falling. Um, but yeah, on over the weekend, I definitely like danced to the song. Um, yeah. So I I do love it, and I um I don't want to like say negative things, but. I'm going to just say I unfortunately had too high expectations of this song and mm-hmm. I was really waiting for it to be something that was going to like make me cry. Like I, I was waiting uh-huh. for it to like really like destroy me. I think it's because yeah. the way that some people had talked about it was that like, yeah. oh my God, like this song is going to like really hit you. And while mm-hmm. I obviously found it beautiful and emotional, it didn't make me cry. Right. And like you said, you mentioned if I could fly, I find if I could fly like way more emotional really? than this one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It might be like melodically, you know, like it might be like a personal thing of like melody yeah. and chords, you know, like the the piano chords yeah. in falling, like don't really like hit me in that emotional spa- place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if I hadn't known anything about this song. I would be like, wow, this is such a beautiful song. But I think because I was expecting right. it to be, like, so emotional and, like, really hit me. Uh-huh. Um, I was a little bit let down in that department. Oh, I know. <laughs> I hate to have a negative opinion, but. I just like maybe like with time you'll be distanced from that expectation I think so and also like I still believe that like this is a song that is going to be feel very different live that was the whole that I thought that the whole time I was listening to it um and it like moved me enough to make me want to like dance to it yeah um so it definitely moved me I think I wanted Mm -hmm. I think what I wanted was like a really really (laughs) emotional song like I wanted a song on this album that was gonna like make me sob and I didn't get that which is fine Uh yeah but I feel like I've seen a lot of fans talk about this as one of their favorites 
So mm. I imagine that live it's going to be really good because a lot of people are going to be excited about yeah. it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think also like I think it's also hard because I um like Niall's song "Put a Little Love on Me" came out mm. so recently, and like that's a piano ballad, and so I think for piano ballads I have like a higher um expectation or something mm-hmm. but i do love falling and i'm really excited to see it live and spend mm-hmm. more time with it too yeah i just like i feel like his voice is so strong on mm-hmm. it um i love all the long stretched out notes they're very very pretty mm-hmm. it's like pretty in its simplicity to me yeah um, all right, moving into To Be So Lonely. Uh, this one, would you like to read The Rolling Stone? Bit? Yes. Um, so, okay, Harry says, The song To Be So Lonely is just really like the articulation of Mitch's brain. Even when Mitch plays to himself, he's got the swing. Uh, Rolling Stone says, The song was composed on a Gitalele, a ukulele with six strings. Um, Harry says, they're really good for writing on because you can travel with them. I had one of those with me in Japan, so they're really good for spur-of-the-moment ideas. <laughs> and live, uh, Mitch pulled this instrument out and was playing on really? it. Really? I didn't see that. Yeah. Based oh, on what I could cool. see in the video. A lot of the videos were not very well yeah. done. Usually they focus on Harry, or like a lot of times it was so shaky, right. you didn't really see much. Uh, but yeah, what are your first impressions of this song? So this is a song that when I first heard it, I didn't get it. I like mm-hmm. I, I listened to it and I was like, okay, like this is one that I don't love, um, and kind of like went. God, you're killing me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just had, this is what after the next. This is my honest opinions. I'm not gonna like automatically love everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this is that's what I felt like the first time I heard it, and also like oh. the thing you have to be aware of is like, first of all, I've just heard Cherry, which has like <laughs> blown me off of the earth in its beauty. Yeah. So the standards are high now. Mm-hmm. Um, but during subsequent listens, um, I've really, really gotten into it. And I find, like, the melody to be so cool. Um, and it's definitely, like, hooked me after a few listens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, for me, I don't know. I don't think there was a moment where I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I think I heard this and was like, this sounds like we've got that acoustic feeling that Cherry felt, but mm-hmm. it's like the upbeat version. And like, I was ready for it to be like slow. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is so unexpected. That first sound of the instrument, like made me smile so much. I was yeah. like, this is like the perfect example of like the experimentation of musical instruments and like weird sounds. Mm-hmm. And like, if this is the inside of like Mitch's brain, I need like more of this. <laughs> like that kind of like Spanish guitar sounding yeah, yeah, and, like, he, like, uh-huh. like, it goes, like, you can tell he's, like, wiggling his finger on, like, the string or whatever. Yeah. Um, I just, I love it. It is just, like, incredible. Mm-hmm. 
um it's like this like beautiful soft jam i want to dance to this mm-hmm. um like i like that you can hear it reminded me of, of from the dining table and that you can hear like the person's hand moving along the frets mm. and like you can hear the strings vibrating and it's kind of got like that sort of like dampened vibration sound of the guitar like you're like you know the mic is like right up to right. it and you can hear all like the little sounds uh-huh um and yeah and also like to note that this song comes after falling where falling is like this really big sad song Mm -hmm. and called falling and then like the first line of this song is don't blame me for falling yes um i just i remember harry talking about the one-two punch of um what's her name ella something uh famous singer from like the olden days are you talking about ella fitzgerald Fitzgerald. yes the one two punch of like two (laughs) two two. (laughs) um where it was like the uh like my love has come along at last and like the next song is like about losing that love Mm. or something i just thought i was thinking when did you talk about ella fitzgerald he talked about it in the rolling stone article wow i don't remember that the first one um i believe Mm. and he said like he was he really thought that was like the best one two punch of like song track like lists Mm. or whatever so i was like wondering if he was thinking about that when he ordered these songs because like to have the first line be falling but it's like this sort of like cheekier song after such like a Mm -hmm. sad song yeah um i just thought that was interesting to note yeah um but this is definitely becoming one of my favorites i think just because it's so catchy and i keep singing it like i just i love i love the sound of the instruments Mm -hmm. and just like the chorus to be so lonely to be so like it's just so catchy and um i can't wait to dance to it in like Mm -hmm. a groovy kind of way yeah definitely i think that's part of why um on first listen it didn't get me because i was in such a mood um of emotions and then it has that like like guitar like spanish sounding guitar in the beginning and i just was like not ready for it i was like wait Mm -hmm. not ready for like lightness (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah but then listening to it on its own i liked it a lot more yeah Um, i find it really fun Mm -hmm. um and i think also like there is part of me like with this with the um like the swear in it he says i'm just an arrogant son of a bitch (laughs) um which like i use swear words that like have connotations like i say mother effer a lot and obviously that Mm -hmm. has a connotation but i I don't think about the connotation because that's just like a word i use all the Mm -hmm. time whereas i never use the word son of a bitch and so hearing it i'm like oh that's your mom harry (laughs) like you're calling your mom a bitch (laughs) like obviously people who probably use that as a swear word like, as a swear, like, don't think of it as the connotation. Yeah. But, like, I do because it's not one yeah. I use. So, like, that, like, takes right. me out a little bit of the song. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have thoughts on that. Mm. I don't like men using the word I really bitch. don't either. Um, but I don't mind it as much in this context mm-hmm. rather than s- some man calling a woman a right. bitch. That is really a problem for me. Right. Um, yeah. But it's like I I didn't uh, yeah. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't use the word for a long time at all because mm. I thought it just like wasn't a good word. I yeah. started using it more and I've really contemplated whether or not I want to. Mm. Um, I think the context is important. It is important. Um, well, and I feel like the but, like a phrase like yeah. son of a bitch is so misogynistic because it's like you're insulting a man, but the way to insult him is by insulting his mom. Right. Which is just so yeah. like sexist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um yeah not looking on a deeper level but i will say like like, really really quickly um one thing that i feel very relieved about is i think that's the most problematic thing on this whole album i and compared to hs1 (laughs) with the bukowski shit like great progress yeah and i feel very relieved about that yeah yeah um but to be honest, it doesn't bother me as much as I might think it is. I'm kind of actually enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> so I just really like the way he sings it so casually. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's that perfect, like, lazy feeling right. you were saying. I think it is so much like, um, um like, that's probably like a swear that is like se- he is like said more with the people he's around. And maybe mm-hmm. it's like a. Like, when we were talking about – I don't remember what we were talking about. But we were talking about the C word. <laughs> and how it's, yes. like, said. We were talking about Nile or how, like, they say that word a lot in Ireland. It's, like, not mm. as if – it's, like, kind of a normal swear, whereas in America right. that word is, like, whoa. It's, like, a yeah. pretty intense word. So I think it, like, depends yeah. on, like, your own vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. What is going to make you mm-hmm. – yeah. Yes. Um, okay. Anything else about this one? I don't think so. Although Moving I d- on to mm, sorry. <laughs> I feel like I have to save some of That sounds like it could be a sound on Harry's album, to be honest. I feel like- What's the song that starts like that? Sunflower. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, with the re- okay, rewinding God. voice. Rewound yeah. voice. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to save some of my thoughts so we don't make a three-hour episode. I was just going to okay, say, like, wanna... I really want to know what he means by this is the articulation of Mitch's brain. Because he said, yeah. even when Mitch plays to himself, he's got the swing. What does that mean? Is this a Mitch song? <laughs> like, did he know. write the song? Like, I just. They really pulled it out of context. I'm like, yeah. Rolling Stone, give us a little bit more context. I want to know more. Like, is this a song that, like, Mitch fully wrote, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. I think just more musically. That's what exactly. I mean. Yeah. Like, did he, like, write. Did he, like, come up with the music? Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I love it. Yeah. If Mitch's brain is a pretty cool place to be, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, do you want to read the she Rolling Stone? Yeah. Um, Harry says, <clears throat> Mitch played that guitar when he was a little, uh, influenced. Well, he was on Mushrooms. We all were. We had no idea what we were doing. We forgot all about the track then went back later and loved it. But Mitch had no idea what he did on the guitar that night, so he had to learn it all over from the track. (laughs) That one, to me, feels really British. I usually sing with a slight American twang, because the first person I ever listened to was Elvis Presley. When I've been doing the track track listing and ticking off the ones to definitely make this album, it's always in the first three to be ticked. That's a phenomenal song. I love how he's so, like, 
This is a great song. I made a phenomenal I song. I know. <laughs> you, you love your art, Harry. Good for you. It's so interesting to me that this has always been in the top three for him. Yeah. Um, my immediate thoughts when I listened to the song was that I was like, oh, this sounds like Pink Floyd. I thought Beatles immediately. Really? I thought it sounded like um, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, actually. Interesting. I can definitely see that. Especially in the the lyrics and the way they sing it. What did you say? I can definitely see that, especially in the lyrics mm. and the way they sing the lyrics. Yeah. Like, definitely the, the Beatles yeah. influence. But I feel like mm-hmm. musically, especially the intro is, like, Pink super Floyd. Pink Floyd. Uh-huh. Yeah, what did you what else did you think of the song? Well, I really like this song. This is one of those songs um that I feel like is kind of a mood. Like mm-hmm. um so I think it's really it would be a really good dancing song. My friend who um does pole dancing, um we've been talking about the album and like what songs we want to like do <laughs> like pole choreography to. Mm-hmm. Um and this was like definitely would be a really really yeah, good one. It would fit so well. Like I feel like this would be such a fun song to like pole dance to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if I was pole dancing to it, I would like love the guitar solo and I would like love the whole song. But I probably mm-hmm. am not gonna like listen to it a lot on its own, or I'm gonna like listen the guitar solo or the the song, song in its entirety. Bit. Like, because yeah. the guitar solo, I think I wouldn't, like, sit down and, like, listen to that. I I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. And, again, like, if I was, like, dancing to it, I think I would love it. And I f- would find it really, yeah. like, effective. But um, I'm much more into, like, kind of more, like, soul, like, R&B type electric guitar mm-hmm. stuff. And, like, that kind of, like, more, like, rock electric guitar solos, like, isn't really my thing. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't, like, move me in the same way mm-hmm. um so yeah i think it's cool and i'm really glad they put on this album mm-hmm. um but i wouldn't say it's like my favorite right bit. i feel like this is another moment where like they're experimenting yeah with, like something and like doing a really long like musical outro that's all like a guitar solo. yeah yeah um I thought the storytelling in here was really lovely. Mm-hmm. I liked the story of the man and like you get a little glimpse into his mm-hmm. life and it did feel British mm-hmm. with the whole mates thing. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Um, I feel like I want more of this type of songwriting. Yeah. It reminded me a bit of like Billy Joel mm. type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to learn how to sing to the guitar stuff because <laughs> I do like singing to guitar. Solos. Are you going to learn to sing the whole guitar? <laughs> I hope so. Like, I feel like eventually I'll just like know it so well. Right. Like Hotel California, the guitar in that song mm-hmm. really goes off. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sing to it and like air guitar to it. <laughs> um, so I like want to be at that point and then I think I'll connect more deeply with that part. Mm. Um do you like the yeah, guitar I like, solo? I do like mm-hmm. it. Um, and I like also like where the guitar goes out and it's kind of like softer, like quieter, and then it comes back in. Yeah. Um, um, I wouldn't say like I'm obsessed with it, but I'm, I like mm-hmm. it and I like it as a part.
part as like a piece of an album yeah you know i agree um yeah and i feel like this song kind of reminds me of woman and just like yeah the sort of mood of the song definitely um has got the same feel as woman Mm -hmm. uh and yeah i'm interested in like dissecting it because i don't really get what it means yeah and i've seen some interpretations and i didn't really go oh that's what it means i went no i don't see it which which interpretations did you see (laughs) i saw like someone saying uh like i don't know it was something about like there's like a real girl in that they're thinking about and like Harry's with her. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I was confused. It didn't make sense. Did you to me. see the like um trans interpretations? No, I didn't see that. Um yeah, I saw a few people talk about the idea of like the per- the, the man who's singing this song is thinking about like this woman inside of him or like his feminine Oh my god. Maybe not like a like someone who's trans but like his feminine side like she is like the femininity in him um because there's lyrics about like she's in his bed and he plays pretend um oh my god she's in he's in daydreams with her um and it's like he goes to school he drops off his kids he goes to the office like he's just like living his normal like man life but he like daydreams about yeah this like inner woman and like this inner femininity oh my god this is totally (laughs) yeah I really dig I'm, this interpretation and I think it could totally be accurate and even if it's not it's like what it means to me now <laughs> yeah oh 100% yeah. yeah the thing on like genius it says Harry confesses that he has an ideal type of lover but he can't recognize who would fit into his descriptions or another one was something like mm. he sees this girl from afar he sees like the man's wife but doesn't know who she is but Mm. like she's in his daydreams i was just like i don't understand that yeah. interpretation <laughs> it makes sense to right me. <laughs> yeah i feel like the the like gender interpretation just like makes a lot of sense um mm-hmm. especially like the chorus that like so much she's sense. she lives in daydreams with me she's the first one i see um i don't know why i don't know who she is um he takes a boat out imagines just sailing away and not telling his mates he wouldn't know yeah. what to say that way, that makes way more. A sense. woman who's just in his head, and she sleeps in his bed while he plays pretend. So pretend. Okay, I'm a hundred percent that. <laughs> I, that's clearly what right? it means. <laughs> I'm sure there's some other interpretation, but I really like that one. Yeah, that's definitely my favorite. I think it's the coolest and yeah. makes the most sense to me, yeah. at least. Yeah um anything else about this Mm -mm. one all right moving on to sunflower Sunflower. Um, that's been in my in my head the entire time we've been recording yes (laughs) that part is so catchy too um there wasn't really anything about it in the rolling stone i know he hasn't talked or in zane low he hasn't talked about the song at all how sad i know um I said, what an experimental bop. <laughs> Can't wait to nail all those noises at the I end. I know. So fun and boppy and weird. Yes. The boop boops. Uh, the boop boops. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love seeing him try to do them at the live show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He didn't do all the ones at the end, though. No. And, he did like uh, a half version. Yeah. Um, 
this is a fun song it's so fun um the lyrics are very curious to me i need to break them down because i don't know what they yeah. mean um i love the flute sounds at the end i don't know if they're actual flutes mm. but uh whatever sounds are that like are interspersed with harry's noises mm-hmm. like so good i love mm-hmm. it um and just another like him expanding his experimental like range on this album mm-hmm. and including more types of sounds um and i also really love the part where he says kiss in the kitchen like it's a dance floor. yeah like, it's got that like sort of dreamy quality we see a lot throughout the album yeah. where it's like kind of like hazy dreamy lazy talk i feel like it's the um moonlight line from two ghosts version yes. two yeah yeah definitely um i wonder if they wrote if they were trying to write this song and this was the sixth version and that's why it's called volume six i wonder i would love to know what that right. means it's so interesting. i really love the melody in um i'm not sure it's not the chorus but the I couldn't want you anymore, kiss in the kitchen like it's a dance floor. I love that melody. I think it's so fun and yeah. so interesting. What a great line also, I couldn't want you more. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, when I've been singing it, though, I keep singing, um, I don't want you anymore. And I'm like, wait, it's <laughs> the opposite. Because <laughs> it's kind of crammed in there. It's like, I couldn't yeah. want you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it sounds like the way that like the tone of his voice kind of sounds like he would be saying, I don't want you mm-hmm. anymore. But he's actually saying I couldn't. Want yeah. You. And I do love the sunflower, the sunflower, sunflower, sunflower and like the echoes sunflower. and the harmonies. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a really fun song. The harmonies on this album just like are outrageously mm-hmm. amazing. <laughs> There's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else about this song? I don't think so. This is a song that I've like absorbed 1% of. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. It's a very like weird one. There's a lot of like mm-hmm. angles to look at it. Yeah. From. All right, moving on to Canyon Moon. Mm. Um, would you read The Rolling Stone for me? Yes. Um I was in a pretty big Joni hole, Styles admits. Inspired by his Southern California surroundings and his obsession with Joni Mitchell's 1971 classic Blue, he tracked down Jolene Lapidus, the woman who built the dulcimer Mitchell plays throughout that album. Back in the day, Lapidus introduced Mitchell to the wonders of the mountain dulcimer. She took it backpacking around Europe and wrote some of her most classic songs on it. Styles and Tom Hall got their first lesson in the instrument from Lapidus herself at her house in Culver City. Harry proudly calls this song, Crosby, Stills, and Nash on steroids. When he played Fine Line for Stevie Nicks this summer, she picked this as her favorite. And as you may know, Stevie's opinion means a lot to the young man she called My Little Muse, Harry Styles. Oh. Um, and then an additional note, additional note is that Harry was at Jenny and Tom's house when he wrote this in January 2019. Um, Tom is Kid Harpoon and Jenny is his wife girlfriend mm-hmm. uh, i think they're together i think, I think wife, they're yeah. married yeah um yeah he said that on stage so mm-hmm. i like that he put in little tidbits about the song yeah how cool to be um, in a yeah. song in that way like I to have know. your name just like mentioned as like I part mentioned. of the scenery 
yeah it's so good i again there's like these moments of like very personal things i love so personal yeah it like it it's that whole thing about making things more specific yeah draws you in more it doesn't make you feel excluded you don't need to generalize to make people feel like they can find themselves in a song being very specific i feel like makes people feel like they're in a song and they're represented and yeah i don't know they can tie like make connections with it mm-hmm. more so i really like that mm-hmm. especially it's such like a normal thing the mention of it like hearing someone say go get the kids from school <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah what are your thoughts on this song um when i first heard this song i immediately thought it sounded like a paul simon song um mm-hmm. specifically i think cecilia it like very mm-hmm. much has a similar sound to it um i think this song has the best harmonies on the whole album um mm. they like harmonize on part of the verse in like a very real way which i love um mm-hmm. The, the harmonies on like the I'm going home yes. I'm going home like I at the especially like the crescendoing part at the end like mm-hmm. oh my god yeah it's stunning yeah that's definitely my favorite part of the song is the chorus I'm going I'm going home um I love that a lot um when I first listened to this song I was sort of entering New York City at the time mm-hmm. um and for anyone who knows me, uh, New York City is like the place I want to be. Um, like I really would love to live there. I want to go to med school there, although I'm not sure if that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, but either way, I want to like live in New York City for part of my life. I lived there for a semester um, when I did like a semester away at NYU. And... Um, so it was just like really weird driving into New York City, listening a song about going home. Mm. Um, it like made me feel really connected to the city, yeah. but it also it also very much brought me back to all the times that I've been recently away from home and really really missing my family. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, uh, I recently lived in England for a year and did my master's there. Um, and there were, I was very, very homesick for most of the time I was there. Um, and then, so I was like thinking about that time, which was a very painful time. Um, and then I was also just thinking about how all my siblings are away from home right now. They're all at school in different Mm. areas that are far away. Um, but they're all coming back for Christmas. So that was also sort of going on in my head and I started crying as I was driving yeah um I just like I don't know it felt like it connected with my heartstrings like immediately that's the sound of the song Mm -hmm. and then like the lyrics just together was just like whoa Mm -hmm. but yeah I just like I don't know immediately that sort of fireside guitar sound is just Mm -hmm. like it's just one of those songs that I think my sister also said it um and then my other siblings that it like immediately upon first listen, they just like were like, oh, this is going to be a good song. Mm. And I feel like I just smiled as soon as I heard that guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, like the lyrics just like touched me in a different way as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I really, really like it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could hear um, a little bit of Brandy Carlisle in this song. Mm, yeah. Um, 
I don't know that she was an influence because I'm not I, don't, I haven't heard Harry talk about her before but it definitely made me think of a lot of her music mm-hmm. um and yeah she recently tweeted about him right I know well someone had tweeted um that they wanted um her and Harry to collaborate mm-hmm. and she retweeted it and said I want this more than you can ma- imagine or Aww. something like that <laughs> <laughs> um if you've been listening to this podcast for all you know that Brandy is like my all-time fave <laughs> like the love of my life mm-hmm. um if her and Harry ever collabed I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. I'm going to see her this summer um, at the Gorge Amphitheater, which is like this incredibly gorgeous outdoor venue. Wow! It's like on this, it's like in this like canyon next to the river. In it's like where you insane. live, it's like five hours from me. Oh wow! Um, when is it? It's in July. Are you going with anyone? Yeah, I'm going with my friend Kristen. Oh, she fun. lives in the Bay, but she's going to come up. And we're going to, like, camp on oh, the so property and stuff. You can definitely listen to Canyon Moon. Oh, my God, I will. Yeah, it's a good song. I feel like it's only a matter of time before they cross paths and do something together. Yeah, hopefully. Like, lo- here's here's a little, um, what is it, connection? Connect the threads. Six degrees of separation. Lucius, who features on Treat People with Kindness has also worked with Brandy Carlisle. Oh, interesting. So there you go. That's the connection. We've got one thread. And I mean the fact that Joni Mitchell, um, Joni Mitchell's album Blue, Harry has talked about this album being like he got really obsessed with it mm-hmm. recently. Um oh, that's why this song makes me think of Brandy. That's funny. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, Brandy Carl is a huge Joni Mitchell fan, and she recently did a show in LA in October where she actually played um, the entirety of Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, she like sang every song on the album, so there's that connection as well. Well, there you go. Did you have um, more thoughts on it? Not for now. Not for now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a good one. Yeah. Um, all right. Last two, you guys. We're getting there. Um, okay. Treat people with kindness. Uh, would you like to read the Rolling Stone part? Yes. Harry says, I told Jeff I would love to someday write a song called Treat People with Kindness. And he was like, why don't you just do it? It made me uncomfortable at first because I wasn't sure what it was. But then I wanted to lean into that. I feel like that song opened something that's been in my core. Oh, <laughs> I love how he um, leaned into the like cheesiness mm-hmm. and wonderfulness and it came out as great as it did. Yeah. Um, so this song is featuring Lucius. Lucius is a four-piece four indie pop band that got its start in Brooklyn, New York. The band relocated to Los Angeles in 2015. The group currently consists of lead vocalists Jesse Wolf and Holly Lasig drummer and producer Dan Malad and lead guitarist Peter Lawlish. Now, um, is that true? Because I wasn't sure if that description went to these two girls or some other group called Lucius. 
So I don't know about the history or whatever. I don't know a lot about Lucius, but mm-hmm. I listened I listened to one of their albums um, quite a bit. The one that has two of us on the run. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Mm-hmm. And I was under the impression that it was just two girls. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is those. It is that. I'm reading it. It is those girls. But I, I mean, that was what was on Wikipedia. Well, that's probably their band. And I then they so, probably yeah. like do stuff on their own. Like yeah. when they like they came, um, they did the live one night only at the forum. Mm-hmm. They came and sang on this song and it was just them. It wasn't like the rest of their band. Um, I find it yeah, interesting I think, I think that it they're is... not labeled as a feature. Me too. I guess because they're kind of just background vocals. Yeah, I think because it's background because like it's like how um, Amy Allen does background yeah. on um, Adore You and she's yeah. not like credited. Right, yeah. Or she's not like featuring. It's not like featuring. Right. You know. Yeah, I think Lucius is is a full band. I think it's mm-hmm. just that like the the two women are like the front, got him, front people, got it. Um, yeah, it was cool that he brought them out. I'm like, is he gonna bring them out all over his tour? Because I would yeah. like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I guess like probably just he has so many background vocalists in his band that would suffice. Right. Um, what did you think of this song? Um, so when I first heard this song, I really didn't know what to think. (laughs) That's the best way I can sum up my thoughts. I was like, okay, I don't know how I feel about this song. Like, I didn't dislike it, Uh um, but I felt very confused Mm -hmm. and just like, hmm, I don't know. Um, since I've had it for a few days, I have listened to it a bit and I don't skip it good you shouldn't <laughs> no songs on I, this album are skips except for the singles only because we've heard them too many times at this point no other songs should be skipped yeah i like it i like the cult the culty vibe mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. it's like kind of that um that that funny like it's like very culty in that it's like obviously a very silly kind of cheesy song and it's very like fun Mm -hmm. and happy sounding and then he literally says if all our friends pass away it's it's so that's such a weird part it's so creepy and like culty yeah (laughs) i love it (laughs) (laughs) i'm like how do we interpret that part i don't know yeah but like i love the it's okay it's okay it's okay part like i got such strong Mm -hmm. queen vibes at that part Mm. of the song like, it really sounded like some mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury-type something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely can't figure out how I feel about this song, because I can't tell if it's, like, supposed to be a, like, kind of, like, political statement song of, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we can find a place to feel good. Like, kind of similar to Muna's song. Yeah. Um, You know what, what I'm talking about. What is it called? Uh oh i keep i kept wanting to say it too um i know my mind is so it's like doing these long album episodes is so hard your yeah. mind just becomes mush it really does let me look it up. <laughs> i know a place oh yes That's um exactly is it meant to I be thought. like that or is it meant to be a creepy funny cult song 
I mean, he says it's <laughs> like, like, just like a something, something in his core. So I don't think it's like a la da sort of situation. To me, it feels like... What is like... this bit about if our, all our friends <laughs> pass away? It's okay. It's okay. I what is don't that? really know about that part. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the lyric is. (laughs) But if you like skip over that part, the rest of the song. Is the outro all we ever want is automatic all the time? I love that part. Is that the lyric? Yeah. Auto, auto all of the time. I've got the actual lyrics in front of me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All we ever want is automatic all the time. All we ever want is auto all the time all of the time i yeah i mean i think this is gonna be such a fun song to see live it's gonna be amazing yeah like i feel like it's also talking about like being at a concert and like especially with the treat people with kindness and like he talks about like i don't know it almost feels feels like it's like from a fan perspective like you find mm-hmm. a place to be safe and like if you're here long enough they'll sing a song for us like harry will come on and sing a song mm-hmm. um, but like also it's like harry's safe space and like this fans will sing with him um yeah. and like if you're here long enough it's for all of us and we'll belong i don't know mm-hmm. i feel like that part i feel like that part is like the not creepy but like the undertone part of like we'll belong to the um, it reminds me well because we just talked we just did a christmas tv deal and we talked about um stevie wonder's christmas song where he says um maybe not in time for you and me but someday at christmas time like you know we'll all mm-hmm. stop killing each other right <laughs> um but it kind of makes me think of that because he's like if we're here long enough they'll sing a song for us and we'll belong like right. as if we don't belong now uh yeah you know yeah yeah um but i think it is like it definitely makes me think of of shows yeah and tour obviously and like that that's like that is a space where we do belong and like yeah and i feel like the automatic feel good about like (laughs) the technology of the world and the fast pace and it's just like we want that all the time but now we can like be in right like happy place i don't know yeah that That one line about the friends passing away it's a little bit creepy though <laughs> mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna have to dissect that and try to figure it out for sure all right finally fine line wow um would you like to read the rolling stone mm-hmm. it's a weird one style says <clears throat> it started simple but i wanted to have this big epic outro thing And it just took shape as this thing where I thought, that's just like the music I want to make. I love strings. I love horns. I love harmonies. So why don't we just put all of that in there? Um, Rolling Stone says, it typifies the spirit of the whole project. But he knows he can't please everyone. And then Harry says, when my granddad first heard Lights Up, he was, yeah, I had to listen to it a couple times to get it. But I'm just glad you're still working. It was funny, but I thought, I'm just glad I'm still working. Ah, <laughs> oh, granddad, to come in, <laughs> clarify things for you. I'm just glad you're still working. 
I really like Carrie's commentary of like, I like strings. I like horns. I like harmonies. Let's throw them all in there. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's so much (laughs) of what happens on this album. And this song in particular, like (laughs) that, that, that part where just it all comes in and he's got like the singing Mm -hmm. and the strings and the horns and it's like crescendoing. It's just, oh, I want to bask in it. Yeah. I said this song glitters in all its epicness. Ooh. I really feel like it does. It's, oh, it's like the perfect ending to an album. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. This is definitely my other favorite song. Like this one and Cherry are like my top two. I I love how you're so so sure already. I'm like, I don't know. I know. Everything. That was, that was so not me on the first album. Yeah. And that's not me most of the time. Right. Most of the time I'm not like that, but I'm so like that with this. I just love those two songs so much. Yeah. These two songs. Um, yeah. This this song is very much like my kind of song. Uh-huh. Um, just everything about it. I just find it beautiful. It really – it gives me that – it kind of gives me the feeling that I was wanting from falling mm-hmm. of like really, like really emotional. Like yeah. this song makes me feel super emotional. Um, not necessarily even from the lyrics, just the music. Oh, but really the lyrics me. are awesome as well. Yes, yeah. they are. Um, this song sounds like Bon Iver. Like, this sounds like if someone was like, "Oh, this is a song from for Emma Forever Ago," mm-hmm. and this is Bon Iver singing it, I would be like, "Yeah, <laughs> I would totally believe them." Like, it sounds so yeah. much like a song from that album. Um, I love that album and that album is like one of those that like I have a hard time listening to because it just makes me feel so much like too much Um, and I've listened to it at like pivotal points in my life like when my brother moved to Portland for the first time this is probably like I don't know eight years ago or something Mm -hmm. a long time ago and I like drove him up here um, and it was kind of like the first time we were spending real time together after our dad had died Mm -hmm. and like we listened to this album and so, like, I very much, like, relate it to that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, hearing this song, it just, like, really makes me feel a lot. Yeah. Um, and the way he sings it in that high voice, like, that, like, Bonnie Fair voice, yeah. I find so pretty. The intro of the song, um, again, like, with the Zane um, connections, but, uh-huh. like, it sounds very, like, Indian to me. Like, that musical intro of the song mm-hmm. sounds like something, like, Zane um, and Malay would have come up with. And then, oh, gosh, the end with the trumpets. Mm-hmm. It's just everything. It's so beautiful and, like, so moving. And the switch from will be a fine line to will be all right is just everything. Yeah. It really is. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. Um, there is a tweet... Um, that someone said that I have to read. Um, if you play, oh, so this is Golden Line HF. I saw this. Okay. If you play Fine Line by Harry Styles at 11.55, 38 p.m. on New Year's Eve, you will start not only 2020, but also the decade with Harry saying, we'll be all right. So good. It's just such a good ending of, like, with that, like, we'll be all right. 
as like the ending of the album yeah i love it so good and like lines like you sunshine you temptress yes i feel like that's a better version or his own his own version of bukowski's (laughs) yeah (laughs) so flowery put a price on emotion i'm looking for something to buy oh my god such a you good got line. my devotion but man i can hate you sometimes it's such a good it's combination so good. of like really pretty lyrics and then like sort of straight up punchy sentences Hmm. Oh, yeah i can't wait to do this song it's epic i know i know epic. um and then the fact that it has it's so long it doesn't feel long really when i'm listening to it <clears throat> um but I just like love it so much. Yeah. It's the one that I did the guitar tutorial. Ah, uh, I can't um, wait to listen. Yeah, well, I saw him playing it when he did the forum show, and I like right. could see what chords he was playing. Yeah. Um. So I was like, okay, yes, I need to play this song now. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I feel like the um, the ending with like the trumpets and stuff. Um. It sounds like a lot of I, – I just – I love instrumental pieces mm-hmm. of music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love lyrics and I love songs that are sung, but I really, really love, like, instrumental bits too. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that Harry, like, put this in. Yeah. It reminds me of um, – there's this artist called Listener. He's this guy who does, like – it's kind of like spoken word poetry, mm-hmm. but it's – um, what does he call it? he has a word for it but it's like basically it's like instrumentals and then he kind of like talks over it Mm -hmm. he doesn't really sing it's not like slam poetry it's not singing it's like somewhere kind of in the middle Mm -hmm. but a couple of his songs have like a very similar quality to like the instrumentals with like Mm. just that really soft trumpet yeah um really really good stuff (laughs) good job Mm -hmm. here Mm-hmm. I feel like vocally too, because it's so re- repeated. It's like his voice is definitely being used as an instrument in that part. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like the way it ends, and you you get that like little bit of vocal, vocal stuff, vocal, vocal voice <laughs> the vocal that voice. you got in the beginning. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of kind of like Indian music. Have you seen a movie called Little Princess? No. It's my favorite movie. Um, the soundtrack was done by this guy, Patrick Doyle, and, like, um, it sounds so much like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what it is, like, what production technique it is or, like, what is happening, but mm-hmm. that's a very similar feeling. Mm-hmm. Cool. I hate when you talk about things I don't know about. So it's very Aww. hard for me to respond. And I, so not that I don't like listening to you, but I'm like, how do I respond like thoughtfully? And I'll just be like, cool. Oh, good, good, good to note. <laughs> like you bring up so many like musical references that I don't know. And I'm just like, yeah. I'm sure that's well, such a good point. That probably happens to our listeners a lot too, to be honest. So maybe I should stop doing that. <laughs> no, I like I like what you have to say. I just feel okay. like I give inadequate responses to like the brilliance oh. that you speak. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, cool. Oh, cool. 
Like, that's not, you said a lot there. (laughs) How do I respond to that? (laughs) Um, Anywho, um, that was our song by song. Um, Just talking about them makes me even more excited to get into them because I know every time we do a song discussion, we see like a new side. Lucia brings such a different perspective than I do. And we like delve into it even deeper. So I, am I feel excited. like we're we're like such a good match for doing these song discussions because yeah. I swear every single time we do a song discussion, no matter how much I've prepared, no matter how much I've mm-hmm. listened to the song and looked at the lyrics, mm-hmm. Caitlin will start talking about the lyrics and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like there's just like I'm such a more musical person yeah. than like a word person and, <laughs> and here you are like so and this is the e and this is the c and because it goes from one to the other it makes you feel this and i'm like oh really oh my gosh thank you for explaining yeah. that for me <laughs> we're a good pair yes um so now we are if we just if we do say so ourselves <laughs> yeah if we do say so, not to toot our own horns but uh, uh <laughs> i mean harry really he has a great song a phenomenal song so i'm here to right. say we got a phenomenal <laughs> podcast <laughs> um just sort of briefly because we can definitely talk about this in january um but did you watch the live at the forum show and sort of what was your uh surface uh feelings about it so i planned poorly and i planned a movie night with my housemate and a friend um for that night and so I couldn't really watch it because <laughs> we were watching a movie we watched the holiday oh, um so good. which I love and I couldn't stop thinking about the fic we read last year <laughs> that was based on the holiday yeah. um so I didn't really watch I watched like little clips live mm-hmm. and then after like the movie um when I was going to bed I like re-watched some of the live so I yeah. watched um, I watched like the entirety of Fine Line, mm-hmm. um, the last song. I like watched Treat People with Kindness. I watched Falling. So I didn't like watch. Oh, I watched the Stevie Nicks um, bit. I didn't watch like the whole thing, but I definitely went back and watched yeah. a good amount of it. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, he played the album top to bottom, which was really cool Um, Mm -hmm. because typically set lists aren't in album order and then he added on for his encore he did landslide with stevie nicks he did what makes you beautiful he did sign of the times he did a christmas song the christmas time like when and they had fake snow yes i am so jealous of everyone at that show like i can't really, believe really how magical that seemed like it would have been first of all that you get to go to the first harry show and hear the album live for the first time but then stevie nicks comes and yeah. then he sings wonderful christmas time and there's fake snow it was so good so good <laughs> and then of course it also he ended seemed like kiwi yes it did seem like the show was kind of a mess organizational wise <laughs> the start of it at um, least yes there was a lot of a lot of craziness happening (laughs) yes Um, i wonder well there was all these people like packed into the floor and then like all the 100s were like empty but i think they ended up filling up i think they did yeah but the floor looked horrible horrible (laughs) 
ready you for see? The, the big old pit. Yeah, I saw. I know <laughs> the big circular pit we're gonna be in. Well, I'm really hoping that because the pit is split up, it's not gonna be as bad. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll stand at the back of it. Um, yeah. What t- what tickets do you did you get so far? I just have one for one of the Madison Square Garden shows pit tickets, but that's it. Which pit? I don't remember. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Because, like, when I bought I it, I was going so quickly. And then the way it shows up, right. it, like, doesn't say what pit. So I don't remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have I have cherry pit tickets for nice. Vegas. Very nice. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I wonder if – I know he's doing a secret show in London or a, another show in London. I'm so pissed yeah. that he never goes to New York City for these shows. Like, hello, this is where I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, not quite in New York City, but that's the one I would be able to go to. Um, you could travel there, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I wonder if this is like some of the songs on the album. We'll only be hearing them live in these shows, and then he won't play them on tour, which is a big possibility. I know. I've really wondered that. And I'm like, don't not play the ones that are my favorites. It's hard because you look at the songs and it's kind of like, well, which ones could he cut from a live show? Like, none of them are like, oh, this is an obvious cut. Right. No. I feel like it was, I feel like that was the case. Even on HS1, there were songs like, and let me just say, Ever Since New York is one of my favorite songs, not just of Harry's, but like of all time. I love that song. But that was kind of an obvious, like, oh, I can see him not playing this on tour. Right. Yeah. Um, Just because of the way it's like quiet and it like Mm -hmm. wasn't like, super popular yeah but i'm just like what song on this album would he cut if he doesn't play cherry that would be so sad i feel like he has to because he has a cherry pit yeah i think so maybe golden i could see maybe yeah i guess that is the one i could see but i also feel like that's such because it's such an opener song like that's the perfect song to open the show with i don't know i'm scared for golden canyon moon really to be so lonely i don't know i'm scared for them mm. i mean i don't think he's gonna cut the three singles treat people with kindness no. fine line no she falling yeah Ugh. is mitch gonna okay. do a three minute guitar solo at every show <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it'll be like a um an outfit change yeah or harry can do like a strip tease yes that's for us good. during that portion get the pole out right yeah that's um, a great idea he can hire me to teach him okay <laughs> um <laughs> final thoughts of this long discussion um how do you plan on sort of living with this album for the next couple months especially given well, we're getting it- a couple new albums in the new year i know i'm so excited <laughs> we're gonna have niall and Louis songs. Ah! Um, I'm so pumped for Niall. So pumped. Yeah. Um, and Louis, obviously, but we've only heard two Niall songs, so I'm like, there's so much to look forward to. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I haven't been listening to the songs that much because I'm trying to save them. Like, I don't want to wear them out. Right. Um, I feel like when I hear a new song that I love, like, I listen to it over and over and over again for days and then mm-hmm. I move on <laughs> right 
And I'm like, I've purposely not been listening to these songs. And I'm like, I want them to last as long as possible. Yeah. Before I like become accustomed to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't been listening to them that much. And I think I'm probably going to continue that for a while. Like listen to it every couple days or like mm-hmm. listen to like one here and there. That's um, so interesting. So that they stay like special. Right. I like that. But I'm saying that now. Who knows? Right. Maybe I'm going to just listen to my favorites over and over again anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I feel like, and what I have been doing is just listening to the album in order as I drive. Mm-hmm. I have long drives to, mm-hmm. drives to work every day. So I feel like I'm just going to keep on doing that. I can't wait to have my voice fully back so I can like fully sing along to the songs. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, a lot of these songs are hard to sing along to. They are, especially when like half a your vocal of- range is gone. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them are either really high or really low. Yeah. It's very true. Um, all that head voice. Mm-hmm. Like fine line. Ooh. Fine line is so hard to sing. <laughs> <laughs> so hard. Um, what do we have looking forward potentially more singles music videos all the the tour and set list like it's because like we've been building to this moment for so long and now it's here it's like there's still more to come that like i know especially like tour i guess is the big one right well how many music videos do we get from hs1 two and then the two and then the uh two ghosts like live thing which it wasn't really one and and so it was sign of the times sign of the times and kiwi and then two ghosts kiwi. so that's not really that many no. like we already have two music videos so like no are we gonna get more i could see us getting one like next summer or something maybe mm. he'll do watermelon sugar Ugh, i hope yeah I feel like watermelon sugar is becoming extremely underrated. It really is. I don't know why people don't vibe with it. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, I would love a watermelon sugar music video. Me too. Um, It should be like Harry in a pool, like in the yellow short shorts, like on a floaty, (laughs) like sipping like watermelon margaritas. A floaty. Yeah, and then there's like he like hallucinates and he's like in a watermelon world or something. Yes, (laughs) I'm ready for it. (laughs) We should direct. Uh, Yeah, I would also love a Sunflower Volume Six music video with like very trippy psychedelic like giant sunflower landscape. um, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yes, like he talks to the flowers or something. Oh my god, Mm -hmm. that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah well we'll definitely get the set list and we'll see him on tour we'll see like what is he going to do with outfits is he going to do suits again or is he going to do something totally different what is the stage going to look like like all the tour stuff i think will be the next big thing we have to look forward to yeah yeah my god the pits Mm -hmm. (laughs) he should have called one an armpit (laughs) armpit right (laughs) armpit left armpit (laughs) That would have been good. Uh-huh. Um, uh, what song discussion are you most excited to do? 
Well, based on the discussion we just had, I think Sunflower is going to be really fun to dissect. Um, I really am loving the the interpretations of she that I was talking Mm -hmm. about. So I think that's going to be really fun to delve into. Mm -hmm. Um, Fine Line and Cherry, because they're my favorite songs. I'm looking forward Mm -hmm. to doing song discussions of those. Um, Those are just off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah, definitely Fine Line will be an awesome one to do. Um, Mm -hmm. Cherry, for sure. She, because Mm -hmm. I don't understand it. Sunflower, because I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Canyon Moon. I'm naming too many. (laughs) I'm just excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So are you able to sum up the album in three words at this point? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I will go with my three words then. So my three words would be experimental uh eccentric bops nice (laughs) i like couldn't think of another descriptor word except like bops i feel like so many of them are bops like which one's not a bop Mm -hmm. maybe falling because it's like a ballad like all the other ones a bop like all the other ones are like total bops (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know that i'd call fine line a bop Okay, maybe not fine line, but when or the cherry. horns kick in, whew. that's a bop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a different, like a different paced bop, like a slow bop, yes. a mid tempo bop. Like bop. I mean, we have like the real bop bops, like watermelon sugar, adore you, lights up. Yeah, but then the word like... bop has lost all meaning. <laughs> it really has. We've just said it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> but like experimental um and eccentric i feel like those mm-hmm. really work with this album yeah so, i'm really curious to see when we're gonna do these song discussions what we're gonna do first and how long it's gonna take us <laughs> it's gonna take us years we're gonna have like four albums to discuss at once <laughs> well yeah because i already really want to do a song discussion about put a little love on me I like that's gonna, gonna be our next that. song discussion <laughs> is it i feel like it is maybe we still haven't done watermelon sugar and that one's already planned that's true yeah that's true there's too many good ones to talk about there's so yeah there's too many good ones and then yeah because we have a whole nile album and a whole louis album coming yeah and then tour oh my and then who knows what that's why it ends up taking a really long time to get through all the songs it does yeah Especially when there's a lot of stuff going on and song discussions take a lot of effort. So doing like that is a lot. Although I have to say like for HS1, the last three songs were hard to get through because we had to like be very like academic. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It was like real. Those were hard. That was work. And it was emotional labor. It was labor, (laughs) those song discussions. Yes. So I think that's partly why it took us so long. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Um, So I hope everyone enjoyed our Fine Line Album album release episode. We're not quite at three hours, but we're nearing it. (laughs) Who would have thought? Everyone. I mean, (laughs) I feel like that's what 
you have to get with an album release like yeah. there's no way to shorten it yeah. um yeah so let us know what you think let us know what you think of all the songs um and the album anything we talked about general themes you've seen how does the title relate to all the songs as a whole your favorite lyrics your favorite songs your least favorite what you most want us to talk about please write in and let us know um thank you so much for listening to episode number 202 of talk direction i'm so not used to saying 202 um i know you can follow us on twitter at talk underscore direction you can email us at talk direction at gmail.com you can go to our tumblr which is talkdirection.tumblr.com or our instagram which is just talk direction and you can follow us individually on twitter and instagram i am caitlin ir foster and caitlin is spelled c-a-i-t-l-i-n and lucia where can they find you you can find me on twitter and instagram at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. Uh, you can also follow us on Patreon and support <laughs> us over there at patreon.com slash talkdirection. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash talkdirection. And this episode, we talk all about Christmas, 1D, games, fun, Mad Libs, uh, would you rathers, all related to Christmas in One Direction. They're really kooky and fun, and we laughed a lot. So go on over there and giggle along with us. And we love getting everyone's comments, so please leave comments. Um, you can also subscribe to this uh, podcast if you're enjoying it. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review, let other people know that you like it um, so more people can discover the show. You can also listen on SoundCloud, and there's an app for SoundCloud if that is more useful for you. Um, I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 203. Bye. Bye.